So, bought a pair of sneakers, these sneakers. And apparently, they made me a Russian oligarch overnight. Here's how. Guys, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm also a U.S. Army veteran. And yes, I am a Republican. The title of the article. What's going on, everybody? So today I want to talk about the guy who bought the $9,000 Trump sneakers. He got smeared by the press and he gave a very interesting and I think very intelligent response to the media. Very cool. There's a reason I'm talking about it. I'll let you know after I let you watch the full video. Then after that, I want to talk about and show you two different pictures or two different videos rather from the social media of RFK Jr. and Donald Trump. I looked at some of their recent Instagram posts and I want you to watch both of them. And then I want to talk about it uh, just as far as the messaging and what I think is working or not. Let me know what you think. Dreamer podcast starts now. It's going to be a good episode. Thanks for being here. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road, let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles, yeah. What's going on to the live audience? We got Victoria, Eddie, James, Duke, Mike, Buddha, R&R, Tuesday. On a Tuesday, that's kind of trippy. Do you change your name every day or is that always your YouTube name? Pretty interesting stuff. Tuesday on a Tuesday club going up on a Monday, as they say. Um, do I have Riz? Is that what the kids are saying now? They're saying Riz. Am I getting old? It, it reminds me of swag when they're like swag. It's like, uh, Riz. Yeah, whatever. We get it. Ha ha. Anyway, let's watch the video. So this guy bought $9,000 Trump sneakers because I guess they were a single one-off. Trump has these new sneakers and then um, he signed them and then sold them to the highest bidder. This guy won. And then the media called him a Russian oligarch and pretty much trying to ruin his life as the media does. Anytime anyone does anything even remotely outside of what they want you to do, they try to ruin your life and make everyone hate you. This man took to his social media to leave a response. And I thought it was very articulate, intelligent, and I wanted to show some love and support for anybody that doesn't allow the media to bully them because I think the power that the media has is perception and the fact that so many people play along, now that nobody's afraid anymore and everybody's kind of just like, whatever, uh, it, it takes their power away and it's great for the country and great for the world. So here's the full video, take a look and then I'll give you my response and reaction. Pretty cool stuff. So, bought a pair of sneakers, these sneakers. And apparently they made me a Russian oligarch overnight. Here's how. Guys, I'm a sneakerhead. I'm also a U.S. Army veteran, and yes, I am a Republican. The title of the article read, A Russian oligarch spends $9,000 on sneakers to support Trump. Sounds sketchy, but I actually came from Ukraine. At the time, it was part of the Soviet Union. I came here at the age of 13 as a refugee, but my dad had $4 in his pocket. I busted my ass working every dirty job under the sun to get where I am today in order to be able to afford to buy these $9,000 pair of collectible sneakers. But I guess the headline of Russian refugee, Ukrainian refugee, or perhaps maybe just a man, that would not get as many clicks as a Russian oligarch. I even saw a tweet from a Ukrainian patriot that said, a Russian shady watch dealer uh, bought $9,000 pair of sneakers as a way to move money to Russia somehow. Of course, I kindly asked the author to uh, check the fact that um, 
my own charity raised over a quarter million dollars of aid to Ukraine since that war has started before putting out accusations of stupid tweets, if you will. I wasn't trying to make a political statement by buying these shoes. Of course, the Internet blew up. I'm getting comments and messages from on IG from people saying, oh, I am no longer following you or I'm unfollowing you because you are a Trump supporter and I'm no longer doing business with you. It's funny. Here I am. Maybe I'm silly. I thought that people done business with Luxury Bazaar because we've been in business for 21 years because of trust, because of personalized customer service that we provide in great pricing. But I guess I was wrong. You know, what sags me the most about this whole situation is that over something as stupid as a pair of sneakers, it showed me so clearly once again on just how divided our country is. With that said, guys, there's not a mean tweet in the world. There's not an IG post. There's not a news article that's going to stop me from being who I am. And that is a patriot of this country, a country that once let in a 13-year-old immigrant and gave me the opportunity to be where I am today. And I'm going to be thankful for that for the rest of my life. You want to hate me for wanting this country to be great again? Go ahead and judge the sneakerhead. But no matter what, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. May sound cliche, but that's how I feel. Thank you, and God bless America. You guys are cracking me up in the comments. People are like, shoes are ugly, shoes are fugly, shoes look gay. I, I was that was pretty funny. I was just like <laughs> trying to have a wholesome moment here on my show. And you guys are ruining it with hilarious comedy. How dare you? Um yeah, I thought it was well said. I mean, regardless of what you think, he's rich, he can afford the shoes. It's a one-off. It's a it's definitely like if you're a sneakerhead, a collector series to have, even if it's a cheap, ugly shoe, as some say, <laughs> to have one that Trump signed at a sneaker thing. I'm not really into sneakers like that, but people that are obsessed over them, they buy them, they sell them. There's like a whole black market for it. It's it's like a whole industry and an economy that I have nothing to do with. And I just, I don't care about sneakers that much, but the people that do, let them buy their shoes. I don't really care. What The reason that I shared that video is because I like how he just didn't care at all. He didn't seem flustered. He didn't seem angry. He didn't seem upset. He's just like, whatever. He donated to Ukraine. Obviously, he's from there, so he has an emotional or a personal connection to it. Me, that's not my foreign policy. I don't want to donate to Ukraine or, or Russia or anywhere, really, at this point. I'd rather donate to somebody that could get the crackheads out of San Francisco. With that being said, um, we could all get along a little bit more if people, one, were authentically themselves, and two, don't listen to the media. The media is divisive. They're nasty. They're negative. They're always trying to push their narrative. And the narrative with him was, you know, that they're pushing war propaganda, even though he's on their side, just because he likes a, a Republican candidate. It's like whether you like the shoes, don't like the shoes, like Trump or not, who cares? Um, I just want to give that guy a shout out and say, hopefully more people follow in line and they don't apologize and they don't bow down. And, they, you know, they're not like, oh, I'm going to because the only power that these people have is that everyone listens and everyone thinks they have authority. It's like a mind magic control where like they don't really have that much power, but the power they have is perception and making people feel like doing the wrong thing is right and doing the right thing is wrong. And I think if people feared God and morality or doing the wrong moral thing more than they feared the wicked, evil people that run the press and a lot of things in America, upside down worlds, then this country would be a lot better. And, um, you know, I posted on my 
Facebook page, just a little like picture post from Candace Owens was like, I'm feeling optimistic this year. The veil's being lifted. A lot of people in the comments were like, I don't feel very optimistic, which I understand there's a lot going on. There's good and bad um, things happening all the time. It just depends how you see it. But I do think that although politically this country is kind of messed up, people don't care about the food supply, which I talked about for hours yesterday. <laughs> um, there are positive trends as well. Like people don't care about labels anymore. If you were like a Trump supporter in 2017, not me, I didn't care what they said, but other people, it was like apology. Now it's like, you've called me everything under the sun. You've called everyone Russian. You've called everyone racist. You've called everyone anti-Semitic. You, you've overused every word. It's getting to the point where no one cares. Everyone knows the media is lying. No one trusts them. No one likes them. I think they really blew their lid personally, like with the Israel-Palestine conflict, because a lot of media just always just craps on Republicans all the time. So a lot of liberals and Democrats looked up to that media a little bit. I'm not saying completely, but they did trust that media a lot. And now because of Israel-Palestine, a lot of left-wingers are pro-Palestine and most media is pro-Israel. In fact, I think MSNBC fired their only host that was like supportive of Palestine. It's like establishment Democrat media is not much different than establishment Republican media. And I feel like now the liberal kids are starting to see that as well. So you have this huge mix like of all the bad trends that are happening as well. There's a good trend in my view, although this isn't how I thought it would happen. Um, the right wing doesn't trust the media. Conservatives don't trust the media. Republicans don't trust the media. Uh, libertarians don't trust the media. Truthers don't trust the media, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to call it. That whole side doesn't trust the media. And the left is starting to not trust the media, too, because most of their youth is pro-Palestine and the media is super pro-Israel. So now they don't, you know, if you called a right winger, like if you called Trump anti-Semitic four years ago, the left would be like, oh, he's so hateful. But now that they've called every left winger under the sun that 10,000 times and they're doxing students and going insane and pulling all their funding from schools because they want them to be Zionists, it's like everyone's starting to kind of like see through the veil. I don't know that people like each other. I don't know that the left and the right, I still think they kind of hate each other in this country, but the the system is being cracked and, it, and it's just so obvious at this point. I think if everybody put their ego down a little bit on both sides, then we could come to certain conclusions and try to make the country better. But, um, you know, that's ideal. I don't know that that's going to happen. But long story short, this guy, good response, interesting response. And uh, I would not buy those sneakers, but who cares? Like, you know, someone said they're ugly. Uh, I, I like his response to the media. You know, you have the right to buy them and, and not be shamed and lied. And, and when the media lies about you in unison, it could be kind of creepy because it, they're trying to smear your character and make everyone hate you and destroy your legacy. Just like how, you know, certain people rewrite history, like the victors usually write history. So, you know, in modern time, if you're this guy or you're me or you're anyone, you're Candace, you're Trump, whoever, RFK, anybody, the media, what they try to do is basically just keep lying about you over and over and over and try to make the lie the truth. They try to make the lie on Wikipedia. They try to make the lie in the history book. So in 60 years, people don't even know the truth. That's their goal. With RFK, say what you want about him. Like him, hate him, this, that. They try to call him a vaccine conspiracy theorist. Why? 
because RFK has been a consistent thorn in the side of the pharmaceutical industry and pesticides and, you know, all of this FDA nonsense where the food or the drugs, the drugs or the food, they're just crapping on all of us and no one seems to notice or care and they don't want people to know. So even if you don't trust or like RFK, he's been talking about it for a very long time and credit where it's due. It was some of his explanations that had educated me on the vaccine and pharmaceutical industry before the pandemic, which was part of the reason why I was able to provide such accurate and honest analysis during the pandemic, because I listened to what he said years ago and it made sense and he was clear and it wasn't like hard to follow or like goofy and conspiratorial. It was just like obvious and real and factual. And, and that's how I learned a lot of information. And, you know, so they try to ruin your life and ruin your character. And I think this guy's strategy is my strategy moving forward as well. Either I just completely ignore the media because literally no one cares about them. It's almost like they poke you and then want you to like yell at them so then they could play the victim and be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're so hateful. So if you just ignore them, they're like, it's like when people come in my comment section and start yelling at me and then I give them attention and they start liking me. Like they're like little kids. They just want attention at, at any means necessary. Either you just ignore the press completely and act like they don't exist or you just calmly state, listen, I bought the sneakers. I'm Republican. I'm not sorry. Like This is who I am. I'm not who you said I am, but I'm not even going to raise my voice or even get, get remotely upset at you. I love the calmness of that guy. Know nothing about him. Know nothing about his politics, his foreign policy. Don't care. The country would be better if everybody just acted like that and didn't you know, freak out. With that being said, I want to watch two clips because, you know, I follow I might I think I follow Trump on Instagram. I'm not sure, but I definitely follow, follow RFK Jr. And some of his videos have been coming in my feed and they're pretty darn good. And then I go to Trump's Instagram and I'm like, it's not that it's bad, but it's just like, you know, Trump used to be, in my opinion, the best Twitter user. I've said this many times. I think he's the number one Twitter user of all time. Funny, interesting, unique had cool punctuation like he kind of talked weird but i thought it was brilliant because you only had a certain amount of characters trump is not bad at social media when he's in his prime he's also almost 77 now i mean people want to act like he's not old he's old biden's old biden's not gonna be able to finish the next term if he wins he's he, he can barely like walk he's 81 it's crazy trump's 77 you know he's gonna be 80 if he wins too and you're gonna realize he like it's crazy stuff but anyway Trump now his social media sucks. He's not on Twitter. Some people think he used some sort of like uh, he signed some sort of deal with True Social, maybe where he can't use Twitter. That's like the word on the street. And, uh, you know, just comparing RFK and Trump's Instagrams. Here's the question I want to ask. And I'm curious because I think this election is going to be a coin flip. You know, is RFK Jr. going to steal a lot of the truther and big pharma skeptics and big food agriculture skeptics? because Trump isn't talking about it. And RFK is consistently just like talking about it and he's making total sense. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this clip and then my opinion real quick before I play it is amongst Republicans, Trump always says loyalty, loyalty. You owe your loyalty to me. How dare DeSantis run against me? You loyal, like he wants everyone to just, but, but loyalty is a two way street. And when it comes to voters, when you got a guy talking about pesticides, the food supply, and you're not doing anything and you're just running around selling vaccines and being a weirdo and just talking about yourself all the time, that's not how you win an election by being Hillary Clinton 2016 and be like, you owe me everything. Like, I personally think if if the Sansa, if, if Trump doesn't like make an attempt to win over this 
population, he's going to lose millions of votes to, to RFK Jr. But here's here's the clip, and then I'll play one of Trump's clips. President Trump said that he was going to drain the swamp, but then he brought John Bolton in to run the NSA. It was like the template for swamp creatures. And he brought Mike Pompeo in to run the State Department, who is the most bellicose and belligerent militarized foreign policy of any individual in our country. He brought Scott Gottlieb, a business partner to Pfizer, in to run FDA. And Gottlieb gave a, did an $88 billion favor for his company. And then he left FDA back to the board of directors to collect his payoff. And if you look at every one of the agencies, the same thing happened. There were more lobbyists in government than at any time in American history, running the agencies that are supposed to regulate their industries. And it wasn't about draining the swamp. I believe President Trump wanted to do that, but I don't think he was able to stand up to his bureaucracy. And he said great things. He said, I don't want to do lockdowns. They make no sense. And then a week later, he ordered them a two-week lockdown. That ended up in almost two years. He said that hydroxychloroquine worked, and then he, uh, and then he backed down, so he was able to be rolled by his bureaucracy. And I believe that he had his chance, and that President Biden had his chance. And the big issues that are confronting our nation, which is the destruction, the systematic destruction of the working poor, of the American middle class, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And we need a, we need a big change in this country. I'm not asking you to vote for RFK. I'm probably not going to. I'm just saying like it's a good ad. He's he's consistently talking about fluoride in the water. He's consistently talking about Monsanto. He's been in lawsuits. To me, a, a, a nation that doesn't care about their food supply is insane. Like if you don't even if you're so brainwashed by partisan politics that you're like red, blue, red, blue, left, right. And you don't even like the food you're eating, the water you're drinking like this country is nuts um here's the thing that i want to say i wrote a song called i like trump in 2018 i was one of i would say the first people to admit that he was doing a fine job i made videos that got tens of millions of views in 2017 2018 like i you know i had no problem admitting trump was actually awesome and seemed like he was way better than they were saying he was speaking the truth I'm not, no matter how people try to pay me, I'm not this like Trump hater by any means. He's, he has not been the same since 2020. I mean, even half of 2020, he was okay, but like something changed and Trump went for, I think also like not winning the election or getting it taken, whatever you, however you perceive it. Um, it changed him from this guy who would like try to throw you a bone to a guy that just got so selfish. Like everything's about him. Every post he makes is about him. He do, he's not even like trying to sell himself. It's just like, and I'm not saying he's obviously better than Biden in, in most ways. It's just like his supporters love him. It's a religion around him. He feeds meat to his base. But like there's tens of millions of people who are like, I voted for you twice, but RFK is talking about all this stuff. You know, I voted for you twice, but you did fill up the swamp. You did do all those things that he just said. Like you're not even remotely interested in the food supply. And people think that this is a small issue. For you, maybe like cleaning up the pharmaceutical industry is a small issue. 
maybe you agree with me, but for me, it's not. Let me tell you why before I play the, the Trump clip of him, you know, talking about the judge, which I actually agree with the Trump clip as well. I'm not saying he's wrong about what he's talking about. He just doesn't seem to make an effort to like not to talk to other people. Um, the pharmaceutical corruption has leaked into our food supply. The pharmaceutical corruption has leaked into our economy. I mean, the lockdown, Operation Warp Speed, trillions of dollars. Like if you care about your money supply, it's not just Biden. That's just a talking point, like a left, right talking point. It's the fact that they printed so much money for the pharmaceutical, in my opinion, pharmaceutical government collaboration that they called Operation Warp Speed. And, you know, they were talking about this for years beforehand, maybe not the mRNA injections, but they were talking about a universal flu vaccine. Bill Gates had meetings with Trump in 2018. Trump passed the universal flu executive order that brought together like six to eight branches of government. Like people don't realize how deep this stuff goes because they're, they're only looking at politicians. And if you look at politicians and what they say and their personality, but you don't look at what's actually going on, it's equivalent. This is my best analogy. It's like slapping at a leaf and pulling leaves off of a tree. <clears throat> and then they keep growing back and you're getting mad. Like, why are they get growing back? Because if you really want to uproot the tree, you, you got to go deeper. You got to get to the branch. You got to get to the trunk. Like looking at a politician is like looking at a leaf, pulling it off and expecting it not to grow back. Like it doesn't it doesn't work. Um, and people are ignorant because when their politicians are involved in something very scammy or corrupt or government, they just want to default to making excuses for it. And the excuses don't make sense because they're not logical or reasonable. And they, they, they don't. It's like all just like, I wish this happened. So I'm just going to keep saying it. And it didn't. But the pharmaceutical corruption is in our food supply. If you don't care about your food supply, if you don't, you know, RFK has been talking about for years, if not decades, the childhood vaccine schedule and when it increased when they passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, when pharmaceutical industries have liability shields where they can't get sued for side effects, injuries or deaths. And then not only can they not get sued for that when it's under the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act or under the PrEP Act based on an emergency uh, during the Trump administration that was declared by the pharmaceutical head that he put at HHS. Now they can't be sued for side effects, injuries or deaths or any of that. And also you can't talk about it. Facebook won't let you talk about it. YouTube won't let you talk about it. Instagram won't let you talk about it. You get smeared in the press. So it's like this whole machine working that Trump is like grossly, disgustingly in on. I consider him a, a total sellout of his people, a total sellout of his nation. I look at Trump like the ultimate clown deceiver. And I look at his supporters like the ultimate suckers, like the ultimate these people can't, these men can't even stand up for themselves. These men can't even stand up for their families. These, these total fanboy slobbering, like, you know, people are acting like animals over this stuff. And it's like, you don't want to talk about, oh, but I don't care about pharmaceutical corruption. I could tell. That's why everybody's fat. That's why everyone has diseases. That's why kids are dying of opioids and fentanyl. I could tell you don't care about this stuff. That's why the economy imploded. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a topic that is leaked into other topics and all the things that you care about have been recently imploded or affected by pharmaceutical corruption. So, you know, in Trump world, your loyalty is to Trump. Your re the religion is Trump. You don't question, you just 
fantasize what you wish happened like a little boy or a little girl. You, you don't tell the truth to yourself. You don't research. You're, you're, you're totally curious about other people. But with Trump, you're as dumb as a stump and, and nothing makes sense. And you connect no dots, but you connect dots with other people. It's like that's become the movement now. And it's so popular in Trump MAGA world that all the influencers are just in on it and just sucking as much money and extracting as much money out of you while they can because they know it's not going to last forever. And eventually they're going to probably need to do something else with their lives. But in the meantime, it's like in that world, the narrative is we must be loyal to this guy. In reality, people are like, this politicians, I you got to earn my vote. Like I'm not a little dog where I show up to your rally and like pant like a little boy. Like you got to do something for me. If there's another candidate and I'm not saying I'm not even sure really why RFK is running. Is he really running to win? Because I don't think he can win. I don't think he has any chance. And I'm not not saying this to be rude to RFK or anything. It's like when people say they're running for governor and they're polling at 5%. I told people Vivek was going to get under 10%. He wasn't wasn't running to win president. He was saying that to you to elevate himself in the media and the Republican Party, which he did successfully. It's just like I can tell like RFK is not going to win the election. He's not even going to come close. So why is he running? Is he running to elevate this important topic that no one's talking about? Maybe. If so, that's righteous. Is he running to sway the election one way or the other? Possibly, which could be good or bad. But I just don't think he can win. But with that being said, People don't have to vote for Biden and people don't have to vote for Trump. These votes need to be earned. And RFK is trying to talk about the food supply. He's talking about the pharmaceutical corruption. He's talking about that. And Trump, his message is basically like me, 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 me. Like it doesn't appeal to a lot of people. I think if Trump, this is my solution that I think Trump could easily win the election. If Trump offers the head of the FDA or the HHS, to RFK Jr., he wins the election by 10 points. If Trump doesn't, it's going to be a coin flip election. Maybe people are tired of Biden. Maybe people stay home. Maybe all those kids who were 14 last election are 18 now, and maybe they're all voting for Biden. Maybe they're all voting for climate change and abortion and George Floyd. Who knows? Um, but I don't think people in Trump MAGA world realize how many people want to vote for RFK and it's not their fault. Like, it's not like, oh, you should vote for Trump. What has he said in the last three, four months, two years, three years? Like, what has he done or said for anyone? Everything's about him. And he literally doesn't care about pharmaceutical corruption. He took money from Pfizer. He hired the swamp. He ran around selling vaccines harder than Bill Gates. He calls it one of the greatest medical achievements of mankind. He he pathologically lies about it, says he saves 100 million lives. In my view, he's like a demon. He's like a controlled opposition demon. Is he better than Biden? Sure. Is he going to close the border? Sure. But you worship this guy? You might as well worship Satan. Like the fact that so many Christians and Republicans are worshiping Donald Trump, it's so disgusting. So if you want to win the election... I want to win the election because I want the border closed. I think the Republican Party is better than the Democratic Party. I don't, but it's like, it, it, I don't know. I just don't. I see RFK taking a lot of votes. Here's the clip of Trump. I tried to find recent clips. He's just talking about Nikki Haley because he's still running against her. But here's one of him on Newsmax talking about his recent court case, which I actually agree with him. I do think the courts are going nuts on him. And uh, 
Trump supporters will just keep paying, I guess, like, you know, just like income tax or whatever. You just pay hundreds of millions of dollars to pay off his legal fees, which is fine. I'm not paying a dime, but good luck. The amount, uh, but this is a very dishonest man. This is a man that's been overturned already on this case four times. But a crooked New York state judge just ruled that I have to pay a fine of $355 million for having built a perfect company. Uh, great cash, great buildings, great everything. It affects New York. It's mostly talking about New York, where we have a totally corrupt attorney general. She campaigned on the fact that I will get Trump, I will get Trump. Everybody's seen it. Letitia James, they've all seen it. Well, we'll be appealing, but more important than that, this is Russia, this is China, this is the same game. All comes out of the DOJ, it all comes out of Biden. It's a witch hunt against his political opponent, the likes of which our country has never seen before. You see it in third world countries, banana republics, but you don't see it here. So I just want to say this. You build a great company, there was no fraud. The banks all got their money, 100%. They love Trump. They testified that Trump is great, great customer, one of our best customers. They testified beautifully. And the judge knows that. He's just a corrupt person. And we knew that from the beginning. We knew it right from the beginning because he wouldn't give it to the commercial division. This judge thought Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million and it's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times that amount. So we realized that. He ruled against me before he even got the case. He ruled against me. He said I was guilty. He didn't know what I was guilty of before he even got the case. And Letitia James, that's another case. I'm not saying he's wrong. He's not even, he, I'm, nothing's wrong. I'm not mad at a single word he said. It sucks what he's going through. But do you think like any, like, I'm not saying he shouldn't say that. Make the press conference. He's Donald Trump. He's in a court case. Make the press conference. That's all I've seen for two two years. It's been like three years of just him talking about himself. First, it was two years about him talking about himself, him talking about the, the election. And I, I, I'm very good at recognizing patterns. Like when a politician's just catching you, you in a loop, it's like a programming loop. Like just keep saying the same three things over and over. And then people are like, oh, and Trump was like, the election, my vaccine, my vaccine, the election, the election, vaccine. It was like two years of vaccine, election, election, vaccine, vaccine. He had like 10... 10 um interviews and literally he'd just spend minutes just drooling over his vaccine and then people would be like well what do you think about the mandates and he'd like barely talk about it. he's like yeah no no but like my vaccine my vaccine is great though it's like he's such a demon so it's like two years of that and then two years of him running around his own chasing his own tail with all these court cases MAGA wants to hear that, but like, do voters, do you think like people on the fence want to hear that? RFK is making like dozens of like very compelling videos that are like, yo, he didn't drain the swamp. He he let the pharmaceutical industry run rampant all over him, which is a hundred percent true. So my question, and this is where I feel like Republican and conservative media has not only failed, but they've sold out. Because if these questions were asked to Trump in the last three years, especially before the primary, we would have some clarity and Trump would probably have some more confidence from the millions of people who are going to vote for RFK. Instead, the Republican economy, they, they don't do real journalism. I would even go as far to say that when Republicans interview Trump, they give weaker interviews to Trump than Democrats give to Biden. And Democrats give super weak interviews to Biden, but it's like, Republicans have turned into everything that they hate. 
They call the left-wing media activists. What do you think Republican media is? These, these men have Trump's gonads so far down their throat, they can't, they can barely speak English anymore. They're way more on Trump's nuts than CNN is on Biden's nuts. And CNN is on Biden. I'm just saying like, that's how bad. Mo so you haven't heard a real interview where like, no one's asked Trump these questions. For three years, I've been shouting to the rooftops. And I know people who interview Trump and I know why they don't ask him these questions. Trump is very, very petty. He'd rather you lie to him than ask him a question. And if you ask him a tough question and make him look stupid, he'll hate you. And then you're never going to get invited to Mar-a-Lago. And now you have to do real journalism instead of just riding his nuts for money and deceiving Rep naive Republican boomers. That's the truth. So for three years, no one asked Trump, why did you hire the pharmaceutical swamp? No, not a single person asked him this question. Everyone just said, oh, like, what do you think about the vaccine? And Trump would say something and they'd be like, and then they'd just ignore it. Like the real question is that no one has asked Trump that RFK is now using it as Trump's Achilles heel. Why did Trump take a million dollars from Pfizer? Why did Trump hire the pharmaceutical lobby? Why did Trump hire a Pfizer guy? Why did Trump, like, these were the questions. Why did Trump hire, try to hire Bill Gates? Why did Trump pass exactly what Bill Gates told him in a meeting through executive order in 2019? Why does Trump say the vaccine's the greatest human achievement? Does Trump really think it saved 100 million lives? Why won't Trump talk about the VAERS reporting? Does Trump know that they're shielded from liability through the PREP Act? Like, these are real, this is real journalism. It's never been done to Trump. So everyone in Trump world just says, you should be loyal to him. Why ask them the question, but they don't want to ask them the question because if you ask Trump those questions, then you don't get invited. I would say that 99% of Republicans and conservatives that everyone thinks are so on their side, they're the ultimate sellouts. They're, they're the ultimate controlled opposition. They're lining their pockets at the expense for you. And what I'm going to say is in an election with Trump and Biden, Trump will get most of the truther votes. Some people would probably sit out because no one asked Trump real questions and he doesn't talk about it, but he would get those votes because it's like Trump or Biden. Okay, well, Trump's like the more honest guy, clearly. But in an election with Trump, RFK and, and Biden, a lot mil millions, if not more, maybe tens of millions are going to vote for RFK. And a lot of those votes are going to be Trump votes. And to get those votes, you have to do something for these people. And, and like, these aren't stupid people. They're like Trump hired the swamp. Biden sucks. Trump printed trillions of dollars. Trump doesn't care about our tainted food supply. Trump is literally like his head so far up the pharmaceutical industry's ass. You can't even see him anymore. His hair doesn't even look orange, you know, or whatever, like the little thing he wears. It's like people know this. And then when you talk to MAGA, they're just like, oh, you just should like them. Why? Because because you just should. Why? Like, why does it's I feel like I feel like Trump has to offer RFK a position at the head of the FDA or HHS, try to get him out of the race and then get those tens of millions of votes on his side because they have similar audiences. Yeah, Kennedy's going to pull some Biden voters too, but a lot of truthers, a lot of holistic moms, a lot of people that know how corrupt the pharmaceutical industry is, there's a lot of people like that. They voted for Trump probably in 2016. They voted for Trump in 2020. I've gotten dozens of messages saying I voted for Trump in 2016 and 2020, and I'm not voting for him in 2024. And the response usually from the other side is like, oh, you just should. It's like, dude, RFK is working overtime to pull away the truther votes. Biden can barely stand. Trump is talking about himself for the last three years. Like, 
I don't see, I, I see the path to victory, obviously. It's like Biden sucks and who's going to vote, but I don't know. What do you guys think? That's just my personal analysis is this narrative in the conservative world that you owe your loyalty to someone. I'll give you myself as, as an example. Well, let's first talk about a politician. You owe your loyalty to a politician who's loyal to you. If, if that politician's loyal to God, is loyal to the country and the nation and your family, and they're doing just the perfect job, then you, you should probably be loyal to that politician. If the politician takes hundreds of millions of dollars from mega donors and corporations and sells out his entire cabinet and runs around selling vaccines, tries to hire Bill Gates, hires the pharmaceutical lobby, prints trillions of dollars like Karl Marx on steroids, and then runs around and plays the victim and brainwashes Republicans for three years, owing your loyalty to that is disloyal to yourself. It's disloyal to your country. It's disloyal to your family. It, it, like that's not like you're not, you, you don't owe loyalty to a politician. It's earned. Same with me. I'm not demanding that you trust me. Wouldn't the, the least trustworthy thing I could possibly do would be sit here every day and be like, you owe me your trust. You owe me your loyalty. That's what a weirdo would do. You get what I'm saying? People trust me because I've earned it. I didn't ask for it. When have I asked you to trust me? I, I literally say, if I'm like, look it up or go research on your own, you shouldn't just blindly trust what I say, but people do trust what I say because of what I've done over the years. If I took money from Pfizer and started selling vaccines, you shouldn't trust me. That's what Trump did. Trump is more complicit with Pfizer and the pharmaceutical industry than Travis Kelsey. All these half-baked, low-IQ, dingbat Republican influencers, they dunk on Travis Kelsey from taking money from Pfizer and selling vaccines. Trump calls himself the father of the vaccines. He took money from Pfizer, and he's 20 times more complicit than Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is, is an athlete sellout, just like all of them, or most of them. Donald Trump was the president who put that all in place to happen to even have that vaccine out, and he takes full credit for it. He says he deserves more credit than the FDA and Fauci. Trump's a scumbag, but that's who you're worshiping, and you won't call that out? The Republican Party's fake. But what I'm saying is, I forgot what I was saying because I went on that little Travis Kelsey rant. I don't even remember what I was saying before that. I got I to gotta backtrack for a second. Hmm. Where was I? I'll go to the comments because I, <laughs> I got a little sidetracked there. Um, oh, yeah. The, 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 the trustworthiness and the loyalty. It's like, you know, like this, this idea, even when DeSantis joined the race, like if you think DeSantis sucks, say he sucks. If you say he's establishment, say he's establishment. If you say he's donor money or whatever, say it. But this the narrative of like, how dare him not be loyal to DeSantis? Like you guys sound like a cult, you know, like it's a political primary. Like he should be loyal to the father of the vaccine. Why? There's nothing less trustworthy than making people demand that they trust you when you're not doing trustworthy things. Like, hey guys, I'm selling Pfizer vaccines, but you should trust me because I'm anomaly and, and you liked me three years ago. So you should like me now. Every day I'm earning your trust by doing things, not by asking for it, not by begging for it, not by saying you're cut off if you don't, if you're not loyal. I only ban annoying people, not people who criticize me, just super annoying people that are like pilled out of their mind or something that can't stop like typing in all caps. Um, that's what Trump has done. It, like it works in MAGA and MAGA's just gotten, I'm not saying all of MAGA, but like 
the like QAnon mom, like crazy, like, oh my gosh, Trump's got a plan. He's under a tunnel somewhere. It's like that impresses that. Not everyone. Every, like other people are like, well, RFK is speaking to me. Trump is like demanding loyalty while he's selling vaccines. Like people don't see that being like, you owe your loyalty to me. Okay. And then a, a day later, he's like, my vaccine saved a hundred million lives. It's a great human achievement. Democrats told me that. I, I don't personally, as much as I do in many ways, like RFK, even though I don't trust him and I do think he's ultimately another puppet as well. He'll bend the knee to the same people that Trump bends the knee to and the same people that Biden bends the knee to. Everyone does it. It doesn't, it's not that hard to figure out the patterns here, folks. But anyway, as much as I would like, I don't think RFK is, is running a serious, I think RFK is running a Vivek style campaign. He'll get more votes, but when Vivek ran, people think I'm a hater. I know people that run in, in California and they run for governor and they're never going to win and they're never going to get 5%. I know that they know that. And they march around and tell everyone they're going to win. And I always wonder to myself, cause I'm just, I'm just so realistic. I'm like, I'm not hating on you, but I'm self-aware. I wouldn't run for Senator and be polling at 1% and be like, I have a chance. I, I I'm not stupid. I could look at something and be like, I can win that. It's possible. It's unlikely. It's likely, or it's not. People do things that they're never even trying to do and they tell you they're trying to do them, but they're not doing that. People do that in politics all the time, raise money, elevate their brand. That's what Vivek Ramaswamy did. I'm not hating on him. I'm not saying he's your enemy. I'm just saying he never was going to be president. This term, he never was going to pull over 10%. He did good to get to where he's at, but he, he wasn't, while he was telling you he was running, just look at what he's doing. He's criticizing people like he's trying to find a place in the Republican Party and using the media and the leverage for being on stage for his personal brand and his political career. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's just when he says I'm running for president, I'm not running to be in the cabinet. He's lying. He's he's absolutely not running to be president. He's absolutely running to try to impress Trump to get in his good graces so he can be something in the Republican Party, whatever with RFK. I'm not mad that he's running. I don't really care because I call the election the cattle battle now. It's where all the cattle battle and people think they're like, you know, controlling their own cabinets when literally like none of them really do. But why is RFK running? I'm just curious. Like, is it to get the message out there? That's cool then. I don't, I'm not mad at that. The, the message needs to get out there. But he keeps saying like he's going to win. Some people might believe it. They always do. He's not going to win. So what's he going to do? Is he going to help Biden win the election or is he going to help Trump win the election? Because it's one of the two. And if he really cared and if Trump really cared, which they probably both don't, Trump would let him run the FDA and the HHS. That's what RFK is great at. He understands the Food and Drug Administration. He understands the corruption. He's talked about it for 15 years. He's not perfect, but he's better than a pharmaceutical lobbyist and a pharmaceutical CEO. And these are the scumbags that Trump hires. Trump sucks. He's just an actor who tells you what you want to hear and then hires a cabinet that's so bad that a bunch of them can stay for Biden because he's uniparty. If these people really cared, RFK is not going to run. He's going to use the leverage of all the votes he's got get a position of power because if RFK talks about how bad the food supply is and then he loses the election to Trump or Biden, it doesn't matter. He's not going to fix it. He's not going to win this election. He's just not. I hope he does. Sort of not really. I don't care. But, you know, 
I'm just wondering, like, if he runs and gets all the truthers to vote and all the Trump supporters are like, vote for me, but they don't want to. And then Biden wins and the border's wide open and Trump's freaking out and Republicans freak out. And like, I don't want that to happen. That's why I'm talking about it now. What, what do you think? I, I can't. I can't imagine that if they teamed up and, and Trump let him run the Food and Drug Administration, I can't imagine that they would even come close in this election. If they all three run against each other, I just think I kind of think it helps Biden. I don't I don't know. Maybe he pulls Kennedy Democrat votes, but I just know so many truthers that are just so tired of Trump because in it. Here's the point that I'm trying to get to MAGA. If you haven't left. Get Trump to be authentic again. Trump has turned into like Hillary Clinton, not completely, but it's like I deserve I deserve me, me, me. That's why Trump won in 2016. That's not a message that resonates with people. Now Trump is that because everyone kisses his ass. Carrie Lake kisses his ass. Mike Lindell kisses his ass. All these Republican influencers just kiss his ass. They're going to kiss his ass straight into losing an election where Pennsylvania takes three days to vote and Trump doesn't have enough delegates from the states. And RFK is going to take tens of millions of votes away from Trump. Stop kissing. You're, these people are kissing his ass for money and social connections. You shouldn't do that. You're not getting paid off it. You're not getting invited to Mar-a-Lago. Why are you guys doing it? These guys, I understand why they're doing it. They're making a fortune riding Trump's coattails. They don't care if he wins or loses. They'll probably make more money if he loses. They'll go on a Mike Lindell Patriot. The election was stolen tour where they can do 59,000 hour cyber symposiums with 77% off codes. Like, you know, these people don't care that much. Um, someone said Trump never says me, me, me. He says us, us, us. I don't see it. He says they're not coming after you. They're coming after me. It's like, no, you just keep tripping over your feet. And I could stand behind an ethical guy, but it's like he sells out to the banks. He sells out to pharma. He sells out to the swamp. And then he trips over his feet and he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the banks aren't loyal to me. I was always so loyal to the banks. Trump's been in in control. Google Trump lo like loses control of his properties to the banks like 30, 40 years ago. Trump's been in loans his whole life. I mean, let me find the, the, the article from like the 80s or 90s. Trump had to take out loans on like all his property. I'm not saying it's bad, but like Trump has been he has been loyal to the banks and the banks have owned his property like most of his career. And then he's like shocked that these people aren't loyal to him. Trump does everything for the pharmaceutical swamp. And then he cries that the pharmaceutical swamp tricked him. Oh, they just wanted to release the vaccine for Biden and not for me. Yeah. Big pharma is not going to be loyal to you. I'm sorry that you figured that out after you sucked up to them and sold out your own people to them. He's the ultimate, like, you know, deceiver like he he sucks up all the energy from all the people in this country that are awesome and then he sells you out to the swamp and then you don't even call it out because you like love him someone said rfk is a communist shill he's not going to win the election he should he should run the fda he he is jacked somebody said he's jacked he takes care of himself um i don't trust rfk but he does know what he's talking about with the food and drug supply I'm looking for solutions. You got if everybody wants to run against each other, we can all lose to Joe Biden if you want. And then the border will be open for five years. Or I'm trying to put it out there. People could get mad at me if they want. But it's like Trump doesn't know what he's doing with the pharmaceutical industry. He's a total sellout. Let RFK run that stuff. Let him run it. Someone said you're a jerk. No, the jerks are putting pesticides in your food. The jerks were rushing pharmaceutical brands to, to rush mRNA vaccines for your kids. Those are the jerks. 
I'm the nice guy. Okay. I'm just not a pushover. That's the problem. The, all these other influencers that are so nice, they're not nice, dude. They're just lying to you for money, but whatever. Um, let's see. Someone said, I would like some acknowledgement that sessions and bar were worse mistakes. There, this is my opinion. They're, they're mistakes if you think that he's trying to do what you think he's trying to do. I, and I've had to come to this conclusion as well because I didn't think this the whole time. I trusted Trump for a couple years, three, at least three. All his hires were massive mistakes and he got tricked. If you think he's exactly who he pretends to be and he's really trying to help you. Once you take in all the data points and the evidence, not saying it's for sure, but it seems a lot more likely that he's just not who everyone thought he was. Like you don't mistakenly take hundreds of millions of dollars in donor money and sell out your cabinet. You don't just mistakenly go from a skeptic of vaccines to a guy who hires pharmaceutical lobbyists to run. Like, to be honest, Trump always talks about, and this is going to piss people off, but it's true. Trump always talks about how he did a better job than Obama on swine flu. He's like, Obama did so bad on swine flu. Listen, I don't, I never voted for Obama. I don't like Obama. I'm just saying, he didn't lock the country down. He did not do a worse job on swine flu. The country stayed open. They tried to scare everybody with swine flu, just like they did 30, 40 years ago. Go look up the swine flu vaccine scandal that Mike Wallace talked about. It's like almost like copy paste, something that you, you would know in your lifetime. But anyway, it's like Obama did not do a worse job on swine flu. If the country stayed open and nobody cared that much, it, he did a better job. Tr half the reason that this stuff might have happened could be Trump. It's not like, oh, he got overrun. He hired the pharmaceutical industry to run the government, and he was passing executive orders for them before the lockdown. Trump is disgustingly, disgustingly complicit in all this stuff, and people don't want to face it. That's why Republicans are just like little controlled opposition lap dogs where they just have their tongues out like they're looking at jesus but they're really looking at the devil like it's disgusting i don't care who gets mad i'm i'm annoyed that's why i'm saying it it's like so with that being said people could say oh he made all these mistakes he's not that dumb he's just not who you thought he was he's just another puppet and another sellout and another deceiver maybe he had good intentions at first Maybe he's just good at lying to you. I don't really know. But if you make one, two, three, four, if 100% of your cabinet is the swamp and you just did a, a reversal on, on pharmaceutical opinions you had before you got into office, it's not a mistake. You just sold out. He sold out. But people don't want to face that. So Republicans just have to get beaten and beaten and beaten and beaten and beaten for the next five years until they wake up out of the slumber. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to take another election where Biden wins or five more years of an open border. And this country is going to be in shambles. And then you'll finally wake up. And just like Yuri Bezmenov says to liberals, at that point, it's going to be 20 times harder to fix the country than it is now. You think it was bad now. Wait in five years if you guys keep kicking the can down the road. You know, it's like it's it's all relative. It's like when the lockdown happened and that was so bad. And then the George Floyd riots started discerning, burning neighborhoods. And you're like, oh, I wish I could go back to that. Remember when you thought the woman's march was bad? I was out there with Flecka's talks being like, oh, this is crazy. I wish I could go back to the woman's march. It's not crazy. It's just a bunch of liberals crying in the streets. But it seemed crazy at the time. Now that the border wasn't that open. You know, there was no lockdown. There was no pharmaceutical mRNA mandates and injections. Someone said, stop whining. I'm not whining. I'm talking. 
Um, let me read a few. Someone said, I was registering people into the Libertarian Party in 2002. It's all fake. Libertarians are interesting because, like, uh, you know, a lot of their ideas are good. Some of them, in my view, are not good. But libertarians can't organize because they're all so individualistic, you know? I, I said to a libertarian one time, you know, libertarians can't organize because they fight. And then a libertarian will fight with you. No, we don't. We, we don't fight. Well, you're fighting with me over that. You're literally fighting. Like, you know, libertarians are so individualistic that they all can't come together on anything. And that's, um, you know, I didn't I didn't push back against G. Edward Griffin because I just wanted to listen to his wisdom. But, you know, libertarians say the same thing that G. Edward says, which is like, you know, the problem is collectivism. Individualism's the answer. I actually don't agree with that. I mean, I'm not a I didn't want to argue and, and debate G. Edward Griffin. I'd rather just listen to him and let his because I have my thoughts, but I want to air opposing thoughts. I understand that the wrong tribe and the wrong collectivism can work, but I don't believe that uh, individualism is the answer. Like, I don't think tribalism is unnatural. I think tribalism is natural. But what? It, who is your tribe? Your family, your nation. But who is your nation? If your tribe sucks, then then you're going to suck. You know, if you're individualist, like, I, I don't think like being an individual on a personal level, it works. But on a political and social level, like it's natural to have tribes and, and, and collectivism to some extent it's just like it only works if the people and the ideas are good when they're not it's really bad and then you just want to get alone like i don't want to be like alone on an island with my ideas but when both parties are getting set up all the time like i'm not going to join a george floyd protest just to feel and, and i'm not going to go to january 6th just to fit in it's like i'm staying away from everybody i don't want to be an individual it's just like a survival tactic at this point because both tribes are so compromised by like 15 different entities and neither side wants to admit it so it's like i'll be an individual but you know ideally you have like a tribe and i think um you know i think libertarians struggle to ever win or organize because they're so individualistic that they're not realistic about hierarchy like and, and this goes in business too at the end of the day, like in business, you have to know your role. Everyone has a role. I have a role. You have a role. If you're not honest about your role, nothing works. And I feel like libertarians, they all want to be something they're not sometimes, not all the time, where it's like you got all these competing factions. It's like, well, what can we unite over? Nothing, because our whole ideas are individual. We're all individuals. Okay, well, then you're going to get 3% of the vote. You're never going to be a serious party, and your ideas are never going to come to fruition. I'm not saying to compromise, but I, I do think like, as libertarian as I am on taxes, I'm very libertarian on a lot of issues. Libertarians like me. I like libertarians. They show me more love than Republicans sometimes because I'm very libertarian. I'm just not totally libertarian. I'm not anti-police. I'm not I'm not against tribes, you know. I just think it's got to be done properly and, you know, individual rights to do what? I don't know what you're talking about. Someone said, uh, you seem to be missing facts, said Greg. What facts am I missing, Greg? I'll give you a, a chance to answer. I'm not mad. Like I like stuff like this. I'm just letting you guys know. Because like when people say, you're missing the facts. All right, give me the facts. I'm, I'm trying to... Do I know what Zionism is? Of course. Have you, never, have you never watched my show in your entire life? I don't know why. People that are critical of Zionism, I'm not saying... I'm not saying you're you're wrong, but like they always like the energy is always kind of like weird to me where it's like if you don't talk about it every second, you're a shill. And it's like, calm down, you know, like also why you're not having much success because you're like the energy is weird. Like I've talked about it probably like a thousand times, but like if I'm not talking about it the second you get mad and it's like, OK, like it's not, you know. 
it'll come up when it comes up quite often, especially in this world when there's a lot of conflict and speech laws being passed. Can I read music? No, like notes and stuff. Uh, a little bit. Like I can, I can, I can read simplistic music and play it on the piano. I actually play the piano a little bit, but I not like not complicated stuff. But if it's a basic song, like the basic notes, I I can. But I would say like, can I read music? Like four to five out of ten. I'm definitely not like a seven to ten. Um, someone said I was replying to a comment. Oh, okay. People are arguing in the comment section. I got you. Sorry about that, Greg. Someone said, getting a little excited doesn't mean you're mad. It means you're passionate. No, but it's not like that's part. Some people don't like this about my show. Others do like it. You know, they like most people, they don't allow a conversation. This is my big problem with Trump. Like at least Vivek went on my podcast. At least Vivek went on other people's podcasts. RFK, he goes on Jimmy Dore's podcast and he goes on Glenn Greenwald's podcast and he gets grilled on his stance on Israel and Palestine. Like he goes in the fire to challenge his ideas. Biden doesn't do that, but also Trump doesn't do that. No one's asked Trump these questions. So with me, it's like, if I really know what I'm talking about, I got to be able to respond to, to comments, you know, like, and I, I like it because I believe what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to talk shit on other people, but a lot of Republican podcasters, this is me just being competitive. I like sports. I like competition. I think they know that I would crush them in a debate. I think they know what I'm saying makes more sense than what they're saying. And that's why they don't answer questions. And that's why they don't want to talk to me because I know that they know that they're wrong. They know that I'll make them look stupid and they're just trying to grift and they know that. And they, that's why they don't want to talk with me. I believe what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. I've thought about it thoroughly. I've, I've challenged my ideas. And almost every time I go live, I challenge my ideas against comments, not because I care, but I, you know, or, or like I'm offended. It's, it's how you, like, if you think I'm wrong, I want to see it. Cause if you make sense, then other people will see it also. And they'll be like, oh, that's a good idea. I never thought of it that way. But when you've seen me debate, I've debated David Harris over the last couple of years, Red, e Red Eagle Patriot. Like I've thought of their ideas. They, they like, I'll say something. They're like, oh, you know, it's like, cause they're just surrounded by people who just say the same thing all the time. And it's like, you know, it is what it is, but someone said anomaly should have a sit down with Patrick bet David press one. If you would pay to watch, you got to let Patrick bet David know this. He has my number. He knows who I am. He tried to sign me to a deal and yet for, he mysteriously doesn't want to have a sit down conversation. Of course we should. I want to, I've requested it. I, I would personally be, uh, disappointed if he wants to own my youtube channels but he doesn't want to sit down and talk to me you know I, that would that would bother me it is bothering me so let him know we should talk you know you got to let him know he's got my number it's long overdue and i'm not offended by a lot of things but if you want to own half of my channels but you you don't even respect me enough to have a sit down conversation then what was really going on there so not sure what's going on but I'd, I'd love to have a conversation someone said that would bother me it is bothering me dude i don't know what it is but it's like you know i've wanted to debate tim pool because i think he's a condescending prick and i think he's not smart and you know and it's like 
I've been, I was respectful to him and mysteriously, they just messed up my flight. Mysteriously, they just lied to me. Mysteriously, they didn't pay like mysteriously. They said that I was the only problem they've ever had in booking because they, they never book things that closely. I think they purposely sabotaged me because they didn't want to talk to me and they ruined, they, they wasted my time. They wasted my money. I stood there for three days. They lied and said like they were so busy that they couldn't have any other guests. Like Tim Pool is a is a piece of shit. I think they. I, I'm not saying I think so. I almost know so. They purposely they they booked me, and then they purposely sabotaged it, and then they lied, and then they didn't even have the respect for me to have me on the next show or the next show. I'm not asking for a full feature. I need the whole time. Let me talk on the mic for five minutes. I flew all the way to freaking middle of nowhere, uh, DC or whatever, just to have a conversation. They don't want to talk to me. Patrick Bet David, he tried to hire me. He tried to own 50% of my channels, yet he doesn't want to have a podcast with me. I'm not trying to be a dick because I respect him and I like him, but it's like these people know who I am. They don't want to talk to me for whatever reason. They just want to talk to each other and make money or something. I don't know. You think I can't hang on the PBD podcast? You, you know, you, you think I don't deserve a, a, at least a conversation? How could you want to own my channels and do a business with me and try to hire me, but you but you won't even text me back when I talk about a podcast? You know, it's a little odd, but it's whatever. I like people think I'm just being petty or something, but it's like I've been here before most of these people were even here in the political game. You know, with Turning Point, they tried to basically like put me through a weird like humiliation ritual one time where it was like, hey, come out to this Latino conference. We'll pay for your stay and you could watch it in something. Right. So I, this is like in 2017 or 18 or 19. I look at the Latino speaker conference. It was like Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, Tito Ortiz, who I'm friends with. And then it was like eight different people who were like nobodies. It was someone's son that has 200 followers on, on, on uh, Instagram. And it was like 80% of the speaking list were people that were like 20 times smaller than me. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go to this event and people are going to know who I am. But I was like, can I speak on the microphone? Like if, if, it's, if it's just bangers and it's like TPUSA America Fest and everybody's like really famous, it's like, yeah, I don't have to speak. I've gone to conferences and not spoke. But if 90% of the speakers are, are smaller than me and they're nobodies, like why would you... Why would you bring me to a conference and not let me talk when I'm one of the most popular people there and I'm part Hispanic? Like, what's the like, what do you why? And they're like, oh, no, I don't think we can. I was like, can I talk on the can I talk on the microphone for like five minutes? No. Can I talk on the microphone for a minute? 20 seconds? Like, why would I why would I bring someone to an event to have them sit and watch a bunch of like nobody's talk about like it didn't make any sense. But it's like the, I feel like this is all they do. Everybody's just doing stupid shit all the time. They're just like trying to see who's like loyal and obedient and who hates himself. And I don't hate myself. So it's like, I don't, I, you know, it's just like, everybody's always just like playing games with me. I'm just tired of it, but I don't care. I don't need them. Someone said these guys like Tim are controlled opposition. Tim's a piece of garbage. Tim's a piece of garbage. I, you know, I think, I think he knows that I would have, not like he loves to bully people and be like a little prick. And I think he knows that I'm smarter than him. I'm funnier than him. I'm, I'm more honest than him. I'm not a pushover. I'm like two times his size. So I think he got nervous and probably just like sabotaged it and just told his people to like leave me stranded or something. So he could eat dick. I don't care. Um, I think he knows that, you know, and then people that like, I, I, I think I'm going to ruin the parade because then it's like nobody likes him anyway, but so whatever. 
Has anyone told you when you play the clap or laugh track, it turns your microphone off? No one did tell me, but I did realize that yesterday. I saw it just like on the audio. So thank you for telling me. And I, I noticed that yesterday, but I did not know that before yesterday. Mm. Someone said he's protecting his money flow, Tim. They all just want money and they know who has the money and they know who has the sponsors and they know who's good for business. And that's all they want to do. They don't care if they don't care if they're doing half baked slobbery, nothing content. They don't care. It's just it's whatever. Someone said Luke blames Saudi Arabia for 9-11. Luke's had me on the show after like his show, but uh, I don't I don't listen to these people, honestly, but whatever. I've talked to Luke. I've been on his little show with like Clint or whatever. It was all right. I mean, Luke's been cool to me. I have no problems with the guy. Are they still, is he still cool with Tim? I don't get into their personal, I don't, I don't care. I don't know if they're cool. I don't care. My read of it though, is that Tim knows he's a little dirty beanie gremlin. So he hires people that need him that he can treat like shit. So he just treats everyone like shit. Like he's a horrible person. And like, he only hires people that, like are you know he doesn't want to like hire impressive people like the one guy that's there is like oh what am i doing again like he needs people like that because it's like uh if you've ever seen uh there's this movie with uh adam's andy sandberg it's really funny um it's called pop star in the show it, you know he he's being like a douchey pop star and he's got a height guy where like you know he's not that tall in the movie but like he has a really small guy to stand next to him for like photo shoots and and it makes him look really tall like, you know, it's like Tim does that with his co-host. I feel like he wants to be like the best one. So he has to hire people that like don't have leverage over him or don't have like, you know, anything like that special to like, you know, out upstage him. And if they ever upstage him, he could just yell at him. And he wants someone there that's just going to like get yelled at by Tim, knowing that he's wrong, but they won't say anything because they don't want to like lose the the reach that Tim has. You know, I feel like that's the dynamic of it. And same with the guests, like, probably under 50% of the people that go on Tim's show like Tim, but they like the audience he provides. And it's a decent, it's a great show to go on. Cause like half of Tim's audience doesn't even like Tim. All the comments are always shitting on him. It's like people hate watch him. So if you can go on Tim's show, reach a million people and uh, be the most impressive person there, like everyone just like, you know, they use him pretty much for like clout, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. It's smart. I was going to do it. You know, I never said anything bad about him. I'm like, let me meet him in person, talk to him. Cause I, I'm always like, listen, I, I see what I see, but I like to man to man. Let me meet someone. Cause there's a lot of cool people in this, in this world, uh, that are actually good people. But then he sabotaged my flight, left me stranded, lied about being so busy. Like, like, dude, there it's the level, like there's such scum, seriously. Someone said he's grilling Tim pool. Yeah, pretty much. Someone said, I can't believe people can't see through the BS. I don't know what it is, but like, yeah, discernment goes a long way for sure. Um, uh, let me read a few. Someone said his comment section had me rolling a couple of days ago. Mine or his. Would I go on Crowder? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't know if any of these people like me anymore or, or whatever, but uh yeah, I would I would definitely uh talk I would 
in the right setting, I would I would talk to anybody. Like I like conversation. If if what I'm saying so wrong or if I'm so off kilt, correct me. You know what I'm saying? Have me on and debate me. But the thing is, like, you know, I wouldn't. I don't even think Crowder is like avoiding me. I just think he does. You know, he's got bit better things to do. And it's like, I I'm not mad at this. It's it's marketing in the Republican world. And I I do think that this is part of the problem. And I want to say this, like. I've helped facilitate a lot of talent behind the scenes. Like I've helped a lot of really talented people blow up and it's because I saw that they were good. And I know I'm like, that's good. And I didn't have ulterior motives. Like when I saw Candace Owens, I blew up her video. Cause I, before she was even super big, cause I knew she was talented. And she even asked me like when I met with her before she was on Fox news, before she was anywhere, she wanted to sit down and have coffee. Cause she was like, who is this guy that, you know, got me 20 million views and basically like help, help me blow up. That was me. So I so I sat and had you know coffee with Candace, and she was asking me, "Why did you do it?" Like she was curious because probably everyone has ulterior motives. Like, why did you do it? What do you want? And I'm like, I just thought it was good. I don't know. Like I'm I, I'm a I think I'm a good A and R. Like I know what's 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 hot and what's not. And it was like an amazing message. You're super talented. It was super honest and raw and real. And and that's what I like. And I try to you know showcase that whenever. But a lot of people in the Republican Party they they're good at reacting so it's like i'm not i don't think crowder like even cares about me probably and he doesn't need to I, I, there's no reason to care about me if if you're crowder it's just like i need to do something like crazy you know what i'm saying i like alex stein as a person uh alex stein has always been super nice to me he's invited me on the show i like alex stein but that's what republicans are looking for someone who goes to an event and goes ah! and then everyone will have you on the show like if you're just consistently getting billions of views People don't care. They're like, like, you know, it's like, go do something crazy. So then we'll all have you show. Go get punched in the face by Antifa. Go yell. Go like, you know, get a liberal to throw things in your face or, you know, like that's like, or, or, or make a song with Ben Shapiro. I'm not mad at it. It's not like I care. It's just like, that's, you know, people want a reason to, to, to have the, the headline, you know, like I, if I really wanted to get on all these shows, I would go make a headline. I just don't want like that sounds like a bad idea. I don't know. You know, attention is overrated, but I do want to have certain conversations. If someone if someone tries to hire me but won't have me on the podcast, I feel a certain way about that. It's not like they don't know who I am. They said that they thought I was one of the best journalists during COVID. If I was one of the best journalists during COVID, why would you not want me on the podcast? Why would you want to own half my stuff but not want me on the podcast? I don't understand that. Like what what is that? You want to work with me. You want to have meetings with me. You want to invite me to your place. You want to have lunch with me. You want to text me. You want to, you know, put me in touch with your lawyers. You want to talk with the, all that, but, but you don't want to have a podcast with me. That makes me feel a certain way. Crowder, he doesn't owe me anything. Tim pool. He literally fucked me over and left me stranded somewhere for three days. So fuck him. He's a piece of shit. Other people, I don't expect anything. I don't need anything. I'm not begging for it, but I'm just curious. Like why, why is that always happening to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a little odd. Tim's booking lady was like, this has never happened in three years. And she's like, usually we don't book things so close. Usually we, we fly someone in the night before. And I was like, why didn't you do that with me? And she's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know either. That's a little weird, right? You've never had a booking problem because you've never cut a flight close. And with mine, you cut it extremely close. I landed in a time where I could have got to the podcast. And then you say, forget it. We, we, you know, we lock the doors two hours earlier. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, like we've never done that before. Well, then why'd you do it with me? I don't understand. Like the, my flight wasn't 20 hours delayed. It was like an hour delayed. It was barely delayed. 
It was just like, if you don't land exactly when you're supposed to land, I guess you can't come. I landed at like seven. The show's at eight or whatever. Or I landed at six. The show's at, like, I could have gotten to the thing and they're just like, ah, forget it. Yeah, treat it like a layover. Get out of here. It's like, you guys could go fuck yourself. And then they lied about paying for my hotel. I never paid for shit. Fuck Tim Pool. He's a piece of garbage. You know, it's not like I just randomly don't like him. Like these people fuck me over and they like, they won't have a conversation. People try to hire me. They won't have me on the podcast. Like people are just fucking with me. You know, it, it is what it is. It's just like, it's annoying. And what annoys me the most is I want to have the conversation. I want to show everybody what it looks like when Anomaly and Tim Pool sit in the same room and have, room and have a conversation. I want to show the world what it looks like when PBD Podcast and Anomaly sit and have the same room. Try to do what you want to do. Treat me like this person, that person, Neil deGrasse, Ann Coulter. I don't care. I'm me. Let's have a, let's have a chat. No, no, we can't do that. Makes me feel a certain way. It's like I got to do something weird and gimmicky and then then everyone will want me on the show or something. I got to just like run in the streets and be like, ooh, ooh, and then like have like a liberal th throw a milkshake in my face. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, and then they're all like, oh, can you come on Fox News? Can you come on Newsmax? Can you come on my podcast? And I'm like, they're like, who are you again? I'm the guy who had a milkshake thrown on my face by Antifa. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. How did that happen? I don't know. I'm an idiot and I'm just stupid and I, I and they're stupid. And when you put two stupid people together, they fight in the street like like a bunch of animals. And I'm an animal. And it's like, cool, cool. Let's get a headline. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's what I have to do to get like it's like billions. Of, like, Oh, you're the best. You're the best journalist during COVID. OK, do you want to talk to me? No, no, no. OK, then who do you want to talk to? It's stupid people, people, people that throw things. At people. It's like, OK. You know, it's like, it's like I, but it's just so dumb. But it is what it is. I'm, you know. Someone said, someone said I pinned you and Crowder would get along. He might not like me because I thought he was being too wrong about his contract, and I would be willing to have that conversation. Although it's way far past that point where I no one even cares about it anymore. But it's like, yeah, I'm sure we'd get along as people for sure. Like, but you know, when the Daily Wire thing, I just call it like I see it, and you know, sometimes that could backfire. It's not, it's not smart to like the bit you get what I'm, I, I explained a little bit yesterday, but I want to run it back because it's super important. It's not good for business to be honest. If you hire a news host and they have no soul, they'll sell anything. I'll sell subway. I'll sell a piece of shit. I'll sell silver, which is fine. Gold and silver, I think is ethical. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's like, I'll sell 5g. I, I'll sell, you know what I'm saying? I'll sell vaccines. I'll sell whatever you put in front of me. I'll sell an energy drink. I'll sell gambling apps. You know, that's an employee that's going to make money because they're not going to like pass up on any money that's going to get split amongst the company and the person. Me, I'm like, I'm not going to sell that. You know, that's not a good thing to sell. I'm not good for business. Like, you know, yelling civil war, like, like a psychopath and hiring a bunch of like weirdos that want to kill themselves like you know the one guy was like suicidal on his show they're like he's like i i hate myself and it's like why what's going on over there that that guy's so depressed like you know it's like someone said 30 to fifty thousand viewers anytime when he's live to his credit tim's done a good he's done a good business like he's made good business moves he's he's good at business he has good cameras he has a good team he has a good system where there's guests on, you know, there's something to be taken away from that. You know, you shouldn't just hate on it. You should see what he's doing right. But like, 
the cameras are good. The concept is good. The angles of the cameras are good. The guests are good. But as far as Tim Pool, I mean, I don't think I, I could listen to him for 15 minutes. It, I, I was interested to go to his thing because I was wondering how he was going to talk to me. Was he going to be like cordial and normal or was he going to act like a weirdo and yell at me when he's wrong? Like I was I was kind of excited to see the dynamic of like how that would play out because um, I'm a very nice person, but I'm not a pushover. And it's like Tim's kind of like a passive aggressive like animal where he just like yells condescendingly at people when 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 they're he's wrong where that would not have gone well with me. So it would have been would have been interesting. But oh, well. Uh, someone said, keep growing. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing too. I'm trying to figure out what I even want to do. Cause it's like, there's ways to get attention. There's ways to get things that, you know, but it's like, do you really want that? Like what, you know, it, what, what's your goal? Like if you run a business, what's your goal? Is your goal to just get famous? Is your goal to just get as much money as possible? Like I have different goals than that. I always have like, I, you know, I don't want to be poor wants to be poor in this world that's not ideal especially how unsafe it's getting in in areas that are not expensive but uh i don't know i'm trying to figure out what i really want because i i don't i don't really want to i thought i wanted to be in that world but that world was not what i thought it was so now i don't really want to be in it you know i kind of want to like create my own thing so this year i'm moving at a different pace but it's because i'm trying to be more creative and more ambitious than in just going through the cycle so I do like to have conversations though. Like I do, I, especially when you watch, like having that conversation with Vivek, I wish it was longer because I could have had a different energy to it. I know a lot of people loved it and they liked that I was being a little blunt and stuff, but I wasn't doing that to be rude. I, I didn't have time. He taught, I, I think his strategy was to just talk me out, talk in a circle about two questions and then he'd go off my show. I had to do it. But in general, it's like that was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done because I'm watching everyone else not do a good job. And I'm like, yo, no one's asking him questions. He deflects. They don't even know he deflected that. He's like, I saw through it all. And I was like, finally, I get a chance to talk to one of these people. Uh, that was fun. I, I would love to. I would love to talk to Tim. I would love to talk to PBD. You know, that that's an exciting I talked to Roseanne. That was a great time. I went to Andy Frisella's first form podcast. I was on Mind Pump podcast. No one owes me anything. Don't get it twisted. No one owes me a single thing. I like that. But if you leave me stranded in Washington for three days, fuck you. If you try to hire me and talk to me for months and go through contracts and lawyers and have sit down meetings, and then you don't want to have me on the podcast. Now I feel a certain way. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, if I didn't know these people, it's like, I, I'm not, I'm not unrealistic. Like everyone doesn't need to care about me. Crowder doesn't need to know who I am. No one needs to do anything. It's just, I have experiences with these people that people don't realize. And it's like the, the sideways backhanded, like to, to do all that and not do it. That that's a, that makes me feel a certain way. But if we'd never had done that, I, I literally wouldn't care because it's not like I'm not like, oh, you need to have me on. It's like I would like it, but it's, uh, you know, it's, no one owes, owes anyone anything. I heard you on Jim Brewer's show. Jim, Jim is an amazing person. Jim is a, an amazing guy, a nice guy. He's very uh, honest and, and just funny. Like 
Jim is is a stand up guy, no question. Someone said, "How about politicians?" Jan Hellfield, corner lot. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, his model would really pay off for you. Oh, he cornered lots of politicians. You're saying like walking up to them. I mean, I'm not trying to do anything like crazy, but like, yeah, going to an event and asking him a question on the street, it's definitely worth considering. Absolutely. It's a good like strategy. Um, you know, if they don't want to talk to you, you just go and talk to them. You're not wrong. I, I could do that for sure. I think at this point, it's one of those things. Uh, I think it's just. It's like, I don't even know if I want to do that, though. It's like, I get what's going on. It's pretty obvious what's going on. Do I want to, you know, do I want to be that guy? Maybe, but maybe not. All right, I'll read a few more, but I, I was trying to keep this one a little shorter. I, I think I unsuccessfully did that, but it's okay. Does having a podcast help you clear your head? Said David. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it definitely, definitely does that. I would say everyone has conversations. You know, some people like to talk to their friends. Some people like to talk to people. I get to just talk publicly. It's definitely therapeutic in some ways. What's my opinion on these cases? Trump lost in order to pay millions. Sorry if I froze. I apologize. But, um, I think it's it's unfair. It's just you know, it's totally unfair. I don't agree with it. It's messed up. It's just like it. You know, if Trump. If Trump wasn't a sellout, I would care a lot more about it. But it's like you sell out to all these entities, and then they're not loyal to you. It's not a shock. You know, it's not a shocker. It's like Trump played in that system his whole life, and and now they're. They're turning on him. And I, you know, the whole January 6th thing, like, it, it's like you're playing chess, but you're not really playing chess. You're like, they're, they're playing chess and you're just being sloppy. Trump is just, he's just a sloppy leader. He's a sloppy, you know, I don't see him as this massive victim, personally. Um, Like everyone's like, he's a massive victim. It's like, I don't know. Sounds like, I, I don't know what you guys are saying. If my mic is not working or something, people are saying it's cutting out. I apologize if that's happening. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with the mic. So I'll probably just end it in a couple minutes. But for to answer the last question, I don't, I, I think he's getting a raw deal. I don't agree with the charges but i just i just think like doing january 6 was stupid i'm not saying he should be charged for it but like getting a bunch of your people to an area and just telling them things that like what what was he trying to accomplish there and so many people going there they believe like QAnon. the lady that got shot was all into q and people could say what they want about that. But it's like when half of your audience, they literally are obsessed with you like you're a religion because they think you're like a time traveling like wizard who's in charge when Biden's in charge and you don't correct these people. 
Trump never corrects them because he likes them because they like him. It's just a recipe for disaster. You know, it's like, it's just a slot, like it's all just sloppy. So I feel like he's just like falling and getting everyone in trouble all the time. And everyone's like, he's a victim. And it's like, I'll defend him. I know the judge is corrupt and everything, but it's like, he's not doing himself any favors. And I don't think he, th I don't think he thinks about things like that. I think he just thinks about himself and I think they got him. You know, I think they got him. I think they tricked him. I think they set him up and he set himself up and his people up and now everyone's paying for it. And it's a shame, but I don't know. I'm just tapped out of like the Republican like let's just talk about that for two and a half years. Let's let's complain about it. We're the victim. What's the what are we gonna do? I don't know. Are the truckers really gonna boycott New York? No idea. We'll see if it happens. Someone said people should have went to DC over January sixth. Over tyrannical government, not in support of the man in charge during the tyranny. That's what I agree with too. Cause like I I'm not a follower, so I saw it all differently. So everyone's been all like, it's like if you're on the same track as everybody and then you just go on a different track, that's me and everyone else. Like I've been off that track for four years now and they've stayed on the Trump track and I just don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, I never, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I said that before and after it's like all this stuff's happening in our country and both parties are doing it and the money's being printed and nobody's stopping it and no one's barely talking about it. And you're in DC, not like both sides got tricked in my view. Like the George Floyd was for the left. January 6th was for the right. How do you get people to not care about a lockdown while you're screwing over the country? Give them a racial narrative and a police narrative. And now the left wing has their laser pointer. And then January 6th, how do you get Republicans who care about this stuff to care about something else other than what's right in front of them? An election that lasts three years, an event that's a Fed trap. Like, I don't think these things are random. I think, you know, either Trump set his audience up or he's too dumb to like lead this movement where he's just going to get himself and everyone in trouble. I think the same thing. Like, it's just, it was a sloppy idea. And like, I, I'll say this forever. I don't care if it's unpopular. I disagree with what he said about Mike Pence. I think Mike Pence is corrupt. He's a rhino Republican. Um, it was never an option for him to overturn the electorates. It doesn't even make sense. People's heads are just so far up Trump's ass. They'll believe anything he says. It's a Hail Mary. It's fourth and 99 and you're on the one yard line and you need to throw a 99 yard pass in one second. And that's what happened once you run out of all the election options and you just, you pick the craziest last thing to do. And then everyone just believed it and went to January 6th thinking Mike Pence was going to do something or that he could. You can't overturn the election as the vice president sending the electorates back would be like an unprecedented event and you're sending it right back to the people who already sent it in the votes are supposed to be represented by that uh, you know it, what if what if kamala harris says ah, i think they cheated in three states you know and then she overturns the election you guys would go nuts that's what like it, i'm not saying it was all fair and good but it's just like people republicans are just like i don't want to I'm, I'm a registered republican but like I don't want to be near the Trump stuff anymore. Like it's all just a giant fed trap. It's like they're doing stuff without thinking through and failing every time. And the Democrats are thinking like 50 steps ahead. It's like, now you've opened the door 
for the Democrats to say that this election was stolen and they'll actually have the balls to try to do it. And they could reference the fact that you did, you said that you were going to do it. Like that's, I just think like that. You, you don't, you don't say things, you do things. And if you're trying to be strategic, you, you don't like yell them, you, you do them. And what Trump supporters do is they yell things and they don't do it. They yell, lock her up, and they give her standing ovation. They yell, drain the swamp, and then they fill the swamp out. Now you got some prominent Trump supporters yelling, we're going to lock up this person, lock up this person, lock up this person. You're yelling about locking people up who are in power now, and you have no power. So now they have every incentive to fuck you over and do stuff back to you. Trump's movement is like one giant sloppy Fed trap. They just yell things that they'll never do, and then they get in trouble, and they piss these people off, and then these people swing back, and then they cry victim. It's like, you know... You can't say drain the swamp, fill the swamp up, and then run your supporters to the Capitol and yell Mike Pence. Like it's not a, it didn't, it didn't work. It never was going to work. It's just you like him so much that you thought it was going to work. And I guarantee you that a hundred thousand people at the Capitol probably thought that QAnon was going to have a secret code for them and thought that Nancy Pelosi was going to get arrested. I'm not joking. I guarantee you at least at least 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 people there. They're not just there saying, oh, I hope something happens or I want to see Trump speak. They believe all this stuff where they're like, oh, the the police are there for the bad guys. And, and then it doesn't happen. And they like freak out because they, they're like role playing civil war in their head and nothing's real. It's like Trump's a vaccine salesman who hired the swamp and you think he's going to fight the establishment. You know, it's just like I don't agree. I, I've been. Oh, I've never once said that I thought Mike Pence could could do that. It's like maybe he could, but it's like it doesn't. It's basically like you're just getting more and more and more desperate as things aren't working. I thought Trump could win. I thought they'd have more proof. I thought maybe Sidney Powell would come through. I believed all those things. It's not like I never believed that he we couldn't prove the election was stolen. But as things started falling apart, as the evidence in, I know it's hard to get evidence in a few months, it was super underwhelming for what it could have been or what I thought it was. And by the time, you know, January ha happened, the Supreme Court thing fell through, all the court stuff fell through. At that point, I was like, yeah, we're pretty much out of options. I mean, I'm not pumped about it, but there's nothing really left to do. And that's what a Hail Mary is. A Hail Mary is when the game is all but over and all you have is a one in a 1,000 chance to throw it 99 yards and hope someone catches it and your chance is 1%. That was the Mike Pence thing. But, you know, I would say people thought it was like a 99% chance and people thought like, you know, the the DC police were going to arrest the swamp. And it's like they, they had all these like dumb theories in their head. It's like, yeah, you think the DC police are there for the for the bad guys? Like the DC police hate you. I mean, not all of them. Some of them are probably don't dislike you, but like they're not they're not there to arrest the like it doesn't it's just like the whole it's all just like fantasy cosplay. And when you fantasy cosplay your way to the Capitol, you're gonna get in trouble. So that's what I think about his court cases now. Like they're it's it's no excuse for what they're doing to him, but it's like he's just I just don't see him as like a smooth leader. And I, it's like, why are, why are people on Twitter like arrest them, arrest this, or they're still in power. Now, if you really were going to arrest them, which they're not, you wouldn't tweet it. Like I'm a strategy guy. What is the benefit of tweeting arrest 10 members of Biden's cabinet and just tweeting it when you have no power and they have the power of everything right now. And the next election's 50, 50, 
And it's not a, 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 even a message that's going to get more voters. You're just like yelling your fantasies onto Twitter and they see your fantasies because they see everything and they hate you even more now. And now they're even more threatened of you. And now they want to persecute you like you want to persecute them. Like it's, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I, I just don't, I don't get anything anymore. Like I'm just so off and, and I know people don't get that. And it's like a, people get mad at it, but it's like, that's, it's just like art of war strategy. Like you don't yell aggressive war tactics and not do it. It would be like if you're battling another country and you scream at the top of your lungs, we're going to surprise attack you in four days. We're going to surprise attack you. We're going to surprise attack you. We hate you. And then they like pillage your village and, and you're like, oh, we're the victim. We're the victim. That's the whole Trump movement and all the MAGA people. It's like they, that's all they do is they yell their plans. They don't do them. They hire the enemy. The enemy knocks them down and then they cry and throw their money at Donald Trump. And, and he sells vaccines for Bill Gates. Like, it's so dumb. Like this, I'm I'm all about strategy, and it's like I don't get it. That's why with all these podcasts and stuff, I figured out what's going on. People are running businesses. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, you think their business is serving you? Their business is making money. They're they're serving you sort of, but they don't give a shit about you. Just like CNN doesn't give a shit about you. They're just making money off you. They know that the Trump movement is filled with naive boomers and people who think that Donald Trump is Batman under a tunnel somewhere. So they're just feeding you the slop and just making millions off you. And, and even if it hurts you in two years, they don't care because they're going to get rich now. You know, so it's like, that's not what I want to do. So I got to figure out what I'm doing because that's what I, I thought we were all like, making America great again, but it's not what it is. And I'm not complaining about it. It's just, I figured it out um, that people aren't trying to do winning strategy. They're just trying to make money. And, you know, I, I do think that just like Stacey Abrams or something, it's like losing is still winning. If you, if you elevate yourself when you lose, then, then you won, you know, it's like you're on MSNBC now. Well, you won. Well, you're getting $20,000 speaking gigs. Now you won. It's like you lost, but you know, it's not really a loss. You, it's like hedging your bets. Just like all the lobbyists donate to Trump and Biden. So then when Trump and Biden wins, they get what they want anyway. And apparently no one notices like the, all the pharma stuff happened because Trump sold out to the pharmaceutical industry. They buy both sides and Trump isn't disciplined or honest or real enough to say no. He said yes. So you want to go to the Capitol to yell at Mike Pence on January 6th like, and then cry when you like, you know, it's like, hey, attorney general, you belong in jail. And then he throws you in jail and you're like, why did he do that? It's like you have no power and you're trying to ramp up charges on this guy who I agree sucks. But it's like, why not try to win the election and then do something about it and, and find a legal way to do it? Rather than just yell your fantasies online and then all your friends are ending up in prison because they follow the vaccine salesman to the Capitol. Like it really is getting real out here, folks. You know, it's just like texting people nowadays. I'm not saying everything you're doing is being tapped, but it's not not being tapped. So it's like, are you having private conversations and saying stupid shit that's illegal? It's probably being read. Because when all the dummies get in, get lured to the Fed trap at the Capitol, they start doing six degrees of separation and they start using all the bills that George Bush and all these other scumbags passed to then just spy on all the Americans like they're doing every second. So it's like if you think you're like 
saying some edgy stuff. I'm, I'm not saying to, to be fake, but it's like, look at how people are getting charged. They're getting charged and they're getting caught based on the apps they're using, based on texts that they're thing. You know, you went to the Capitol like a dumbass and you thought you were George Washington and now they read your text thread with a bunch of feds or not feds or, you know, and now you're getting charged for three things. You're getting charged for insurrection and organization because they're reading all your little George Floyd, I'm not, I'm not George Floyd, George Washington role play. George Floyd, George Washington, same thing. Just kidding. But, uh, you know, it's like, you don't want to be a fed. You don't want to be like, I'm going to overthrow things. Like you're not, you're only going to get thrown in prison. Like the guy that you say you're going to throw in jail runs everything. And they're throwing all of your favorite people in jail. You know, it's like, have a little bit of strategy too. Someone said spitting out obvious things. It's obvious to anyone with a brain, but it's not obvious to a lot of people. It's the same with rappers and stuff. They're getting charged on Rico charges. You know, all these charges are getting hyped up. You don't have to be afraid to speak the truth. Just don't say stupid, illegal shit. You can have edgy opinions that's protected by the First Amendment. Everyone does. But don't don't pretend like you're 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 a freaking revolutionary patriot because these people don't care about you. You know, they're not they're not leading you to battle. There's no battle. They're working with the other side. You're not battling anyone on January 6th. You're you're falling for a vaccine salesman who hired Christopher Ray. Bill Barr, Jeff Sessions, pharmaceutical lobbyist, Mike Pompeo, John Bolton, like, wake up. You know what I'm saying? You're getting lured to the trap and then you cry victims for four years. That's what I think about the court cases. It's like, ah, and that's that's what everyone says all the time. Someone said, I like Anam, just he's getting out of touch. All right, Ralph, then just text Fetty things to all your friends and talk about insurrections and see if you don't get arrested. It's like, yeah, I'm so out of touch. Like, it's like, what's in touch to you? I'm glad I'm out of touch because everyone's stupid. It's like, if if everyone's doing this stuff, I don't want to be in touch, you know? That's not where I want to be. I don't want to be getting set up all the time and being lied to and tricked. I'm, I'd rather just stay to myself and seem crazy, aka totally sane and reasonable and, and two years ahead of time. Who do I think ends up being vice president for Trump? I've said Elise Stefanik for years now, so I'm just going to stick with that. Elise Stefanik, that's my guess, but I don't know. He's going to go with a woman or a minority because uh, that's what the Republican Party does. They spread sodomy to Africa and they say that they're against DEI, but then they just do it themselves. They'll be like, I'm picking a minority or a woman. And it's like, can't you just pick the best person? If they're black, that's fine. It's just like, just pick the best person. They're like, no, 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 no. We're going out of our way to pick a woman, Amy Coney Barrett, who's pro lockdown and pro pro mandate. So, you know, the chances of Trump picking a white guy is like zero because he's he's already said and his team has said for a while that they're going to pick a minority or a woman because Republicans are controlled opposition. And every literally literally everything that Republican pages complain about, they literally do. It's like it's it's just as dumb as left wing stuff. They're like, look at all this thing. You mean the stuff that the Republican Party does? You have a free speech. You mean, did you see the speech laws being passed? Because the Republicans are passing dozens of speech laws around the country for one country, one race and one religion. I'll give you a hint. It's not Christian and it's not America. Hmm. Does anybody notice? No. Are you allowed to say right wing media? No. Right-wing media exists, so you never know that. It's like literally their existence is to run you in circles so you never figure out that Republicans are passing speech laws and doing all the things that Democrats are, say they're doing. Someone says it's very strange. 
it's not yeah but it's also not that strange when you realize how things work and like what what's going on you know but it's like in the nba let's let's use the nba as an example who runs the nba adam silver okay who really owns the nba i have no idea maybe it's him maybe it's someone else i haven't really looked into it but the nba is a corporation that makes billions of dollars over 20 30 40 50 years trillions of dollars it's a multi-trillion dollar industry over the course of time okay how do you make a lot of money if you're good at basketball you join the nba what do you have to do to join the nba you have to follow their rules if you wave a gun like john morant you're banned if you say no homo you get fined if you're against george floyd protests you get fined so everybody that sucks out of that ecosphere i bet you a lot of them are conservative especially a lot of the europeans and people from other countries they don't say anything because they're not allowed to say anything because they get fined so they just make money in that ecosystem keep their beliefs to themselves and that's what happens um it's the same thing with politics like who's you know i'm not trying to name names but it's like who do you think's donating tens of millions of dollars to some of these nonprofits and political organizations do you think no one's donating they're donating they're donating a lot of money what do they want with their money i know who donates to Donald Trump? He said he'd never take donor money. That's a lie. Republicans got more money in certain elections than George Soros gave to the Democrats. Who's the big casino guy who gave hundreds of millions of dollars to Trump and the GOP? What does he want with the money? It's not a mystery what's going on. Just like in the NBA, there's massive money going around and you have to play a certain game to get the money. It's it's it, and just like that's the Democratic Party, it's the Republican Party too. Republicans, for some reason, are just too naive and foolish to think that that's that couldn't be true to my side. Why it, it absolutely is true. It's not only could be true; it a hundred percent absolutely is happening. I know it's happening. Everyone knows it's happening. People who work at every media company know it's happening because they see it happening right in front of them. They just can't talk about it because if they talk about it, then they can't work there. No, it's not the Koch brothers, but yes, they're massive donors as well. And they've influenced Republican politics over the last 20 years extraordinarily, but they're not the, they were not the major donor during the Trump era. It was someone else. Um, but in general, like everyone knows this, that works behind the scenes. It's just like the people that go to the events, like they, they just like hear like America and they're like, oh, these people wouldn't do that. They're, they're literally doing it. Trump sold out all these they're, they're walking a fine line of like what can i say and do that's why they talk about the left all the time they talk about the left all the time because that's safe to do if you're right wing if you're left wing you'll lose your job and they'll treat you like a psychopath but if you're at one of these right wing organizations it's why they talk about trannies every day i'm not saying it doesn't deserve to be talked about at all but that's why they talk about it every day all the time because that's the safe thing your left wing or your right wing just talk about the left make fun of them, go to college, just talk about this, but don't talk about the speech laws being passed. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. And then you can be whoever you want to be, but don't go here. And if you ever go here, we'll pull the money. It's happening on college campuses as well because it's just like with the right, with the left. They've donated to liberal universities for 20, 30 years, certain donors, okay? Liberal universities have been pushing transgenderism. The donors didn't care. Liberalism, donors didn't care. Marxism, donors didn't care. Communism, donors didn't care. Anti-conservatism, donors didn't care. Anti-Christianity, donors didn't care. Now, all of a sudden, they got Palestine signs in their hands. Boop, 
the money goes away because now when the communists and Marxists go against Zionism, now a lot of the donors have a massive problem. Now they're considering voting for Trump. Now, now they don't like the liberals at the school. It has nothing to do with liberalism, just like in the Republican Party. It has nothing to do with conservatism. It's like people don't, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't donate to Trump and Biden because they give a shit about Trump and Biden. There's two major political parties and they want to get their way even when when someone wins. Donald Trump won. It doesn't matter. He hired the swamp. He took the money and he locked the country down. He sold the vaccines. He did everything he needed to do. And then he played the perfect opposition, set his supporters up to the feds. And then Biden got in with no opposition because Trump wiped them all out. You know, people can ignore this all they want, but it's like it, anybody that paying attention can see what's happening. It's like the, the reason that certain things are not being done in the Republican Party, they're not stupid. They're not being tricked. They're not uninformed. It's money, you know, it's, it's the same reason Tim does what he does sometimes on YouTube. And I'm not even mad at him. It's like, he knows the rules of YouTube. And when someone crosses the line of the rule, he yells at them because he doesn't want to lose his monetization. And I'm not even saying he's wrong because the YouTube has certain rules and you got, it's smarter to know them than not know them. If you want to stay on YouTube, it's like, you know, but this is happening on all levels. My only thing is not, I'm not asking people to hate anyone learn how the game works and then you can win more you know it's like if you're just looking at it like it's a fantasy and, and that's like the major draw right now for a lot of people is it's happening on multiple levels i would say it's happening on the q anon level it's happening on the truther level and then it's happening on like the charlie kirk normie conservative podcast level which is like you know levels of just obsessing over trump it's like don't think that much or say anything it's just like let's just believe and cosplay over him because that because that's what we're doing right now so it's like the q people do it way obsessively but even like the normie conservative podcast they do it as well it's just like a fantasy movement where instead of facing the reality of how the system's truly working and and how the reasons that that we fell short last time they kind of just put a fantasy out there to make to waste your time so you like run in circles believing and then it's like you're on this constant trauma loop of like you're super pumped, you're super maggot out, and then you're super disappointed, and then you're super confused, and then you're super angry, and now you want to go protest, but now you're happy again, and now he hired the swamp. And it's like no one can figure out why this is all happening, but you just got to go behind the scenes. Like, you know, Trump doesn't just pass a universal flu vaccine law or, or executive order. You think Trump thinks of this stuff? No, he's a politician. They bring it to him. He does it like a puppet. The same with the speech laws, same with the money printing. Like Trump is not the architect of these ideas, just like Biden, Biden is not the architect of these ideas. They all play the game. And the reason that they play the game is because people can't figure it out, you know, and there's no, the, the elites have figured out how to give people an opposition so they don't freak out. Because if you guys freak out, it's not good. Or they want you to freak out. I don't know, like the George Floyd thing, they wanted people to freak out. Why did they want people to freak out over George Floyd? Because they locked the country down. And if you have a bunch of people come together and be like, they're locking us in our house, like we're a bunch of slaves and animals. Now you can get out of your house. But if you convince an entire race and an entire group of politics that the big scoop is not the fact that the government just closed down millions of businesses and the government's locking down gyms and schools and they're just printing trillions of dollars and fucking up the country for 20 years and we're going to have to suffer the consequences. If you if people figure that out, then they can't do it. So now you get a George Floyd and everyone freaks out and you, how stupid. 
no offense, but how stupid are liberals and race activists that they don't even care about their people and their country enough to realize that the lockdown was the big scandal. And they talked about George Floyd for two years. That's, they want you to do that. They want you to freak out at that time. And George Floyd for race activists in the left was January 6th for Republicans. You guys are paying attention. You guys know what's going on, but your leader is the one that's pushing the vaccines now. Your leader is the one that's printing the money. So let's give you something to run around for a year. Now you can go to Mike Lindell's cyber symposium and don't pay attention to the mandates coming in. The mandates were always coming. I, I predicted them in 2019. They were always coming. But just like they distracted the left, they distracted the right. There's no strategy because your leader's selling the vaccines and he's controlled opposition. There's no you know, real organization against the mandates when they came in during Biden, because all the vaccine protest organizers were at the Capitol and they all got set up by the feds. Any organizer that organized anything at the Capitol was charged for organizing something at the Capitol. So Trump wiped out all the opposition of the, the mandates coming in. And then he ran around Newsmax and Fox News overselling the vaccine, giving minimal effort to what really mattered. And, and these dummies in this country can't figure it out. It's like, oh, I'm so mad at your videos. Who cares? Like, who cares? Like, you know, like, cool. You know, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but it's like, I'm not dumb enough to, to like unravel my brain and go back five years in the past and just be stupider. It's like, you know, I saw mandates three years ahead. So did a lot of people. And when they came out, everyone's like, oh, who would have saw that coming? Everyone. But you you didn't see it coming because you're not following reality. You're not following the information. You're not following the logic and the donors and what's really happening on both sides. You're following the narrative around Trump versus the left. They don't care if you fight over Trump versus the left, just like they don't care if you fight, run around over George Floyd because the truth is five layers deeper. And you might be right about the narrative about Trump, but the narrative about Trump is the distraction, whether it's January 6th, whether it's Fannie Willis, whether it's this new judge who writes plays, you know, it, like that's their strategy. Even when you win, they win. Trump wins, they win. Trump wins, they get a lockdown. Trump wins, the border's still open, but just not as open as it would be. You know, Trump wins and the economy still implodes. And then they win and they win even harder. And then you win and they win. Like they're they're smart. I don't envy them, but they're not dumb. It's like, it's like playing a bad guy in chess and he just keeps kicking your ass. And it's like, all right, that guy's better than me at chess. Like he he's on a different level. It's like they're... They, he's five steps ahead of me. That's the Democratic Party. They're five to 10 steps ahead of Republicans. And all Republicans do is react and get set up. So I don't want to just get set up. And I just don't want to have basic reactions. I do reactions. I like reacting. I like talking about basic stuff. But I want to play chess. I don't I don't want to live in a country that is like poor and everyone's getting robbed. You know, you think I want Biden to win? Of course not. I don't want... Democrats to really run anything unless they run it right. It's like everyone's getting robbed everywhere all the time. And like, you know, LA celebrity gets robbed. This person gets robbed. That It's like theft is so common now. There's gangs from South America stealing people's stuff in houses. There's, you know, people robbing cars every day, just ripping out the ignition. Like, I don't want to get robbed. I don't want other people to get robbed. I don't want old ladies to get robbed. You know, this is a disgraceful country. I want Republicans to win. I want, 
I want Trump to be Biden. I mean, Biden's an idiot and the Democratic Party is crazy. Um, it's just when he wins, if he wins, first of all, he didn't win. So you got to help him win if you want him to win. And then if he wins, like you got to pay attention or else they're just going to do what they did last time. And my personal guess is uh, Trump is probably even more compromised than he was last time because he's got all these problems now. So he probably has to strike even more deals because they're trying to bury him. I just wish Trump spoke the truth about this stuff because it's like if you at least if you air out the truth, then like, you know, I could get behind you. But he's it's like he's not doing anything and he's getting like beaten down. So it's like, I don't know. It just seems like a trap to me. And some people say too, like, uh, you know, I remember the Romney Obama uh, election way more than I remember the Romney. I don't remember the McCain election with Obama, but I remember Romney Obama for whatever reason. Maybe I was older. What was it after? I don't know. That one, I remember like uh, John Oliver and John Stewart. And like, I remember the whole breakdown of it. And People will always say to me now, why does the media hate him? And, I, and I'm not saying he's horrible or anything. It's just like the media hated Mitt Romney. Like John Stewart made, made Mitt Romney look terrible. Left-wingers made Mitt Romney look terrible. The Democrats said he was racist and rich and, and out of touch. Like they made Mitt Romney look that way too. It's not like obviously the media hated Trump a lot and he got too big and beat them. But uh, it's not a foreign concept. Like it's not like the the left wing media has never hated a right winger. They hated Mitt Romney. Did does that mean Mitt Romney is awesome because the media hated him? No, that's just what left wing media does. They create this fake. They they create a fake fight. You understand if it's Trump versus the left or it's Romney versus it doesn't matter. Like you're thinking here, but the truth is here. So whether you pick a side and fight, it doesn't matter ultimately. Like. It's not like they said Romney's amazing and Obama's amazing. They're both puppets. Vote for one of the puppets because we control them both. They created a fake fight. Obama's black. Change is going to come. He's cool. He's new. He's young. He's well-spoken. He's likable. Romney, old, white, rich, lame. You know, like they did the same thing with Romney. I remember that thoroughly when I was young. Um, I didn't like Mitt Romney, but I also didn't fall hook, line, and sinker for Obama. But they definitely made me pay attention more. Um, someone said Mitt Romney made Mitt Romney look terrible. Yes, but the media did not like Mitt Romney. The media did not give him favorable coverage. They didn't say he was awesome. They made him look like a villain. It's, it's like WWE, you know, you got to have characters in order to sell the story because the whole part, point of the story is to not get people deeper. That's my problem with the Trump cases. It's not that there, it's not that he's bad. I don't want Trump to lose any more money because he's not going to pay for it anyway. You guys are going to pay for it. It's like taxes. You guys are going to pay the money, but I don't want him to lose these cases. I want him to win. It's just that story has dominated the press for two years. It doesn't matter what your opinion on the story is. It's the story they want you to talk about. That's why I'm not talking about it that much. I'll say Trump is innocent for the most part. You know, I didn't read all the cases, but they're overcharging him. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. But that's, they don't care. Just like, you know, what did Trump winning do? What did it really do? Like when it's all said and done, what did it really do? He ended his term. His supporters got set up. Biden got in office. The economy was imploded. Biden opened up the border. And the country was locked down for a year before Biden got there. Like what did he really do? No, like, you know, 
certain business things, but it's like it didn't even last because then he did the opposite. Like you cut business taxes, but then you print $6 trillion. Like we're, we're all losing money. Uh, and even with some of the tax stuff, like for me at least, it changed the write-off. So I didn't even, I don't even think I saved more because like it, he shifted the way things work. And I, I don't believe it was personally beneficial to me, but for others it was, it's fine. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill. I just want people to think, because like when you go to every other Republican show, it's like the drama around the court for three years, you know? And that's the top layer of like theatrics it's not to say it's not real it's just a narrative that just doesn't matter like there's no threat to you being like the judge like it's more like why is this happening why are the banks doing that why is the judge doing that what like why why who, what's the point you know Thank you, Matt Anthony. Appreciate you. Someone said we need to bring back the tally stick financial system. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen. So, someone said it's all sad. I mean, it's not that sad if people just remotely pay attention a little bit. But it's, it, I guess it could be sad. But you know, if you put a laugh track over it, it's not that sad. It's it's funny now. It's not sad, but uh, it's it just involves like it involves people just paying attention like a little bit more, or just or just being like a little more receptive to it. When I talk to people over the last like three years, right? Like ever since I would, you know what? I don't know if it was, it was probably even before that, but like especially after the arrest when trump got like arrested by alvin bragg i felt like i was talking to robots because any republican person i talked to they'd all just say the same three lines over and over and over again and like obviously i have my opinions but when i sit down and talk to somebody about politics or anything um there's a lot to talk about you know there's a lot of things going on in the world like i'm not a one-track pony by any means and like when I like, and I've talked to Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters for years, there was always a lot, a lot of like different kind of things going on and like opinions, but something happened at a certain point where like everyone was just like, we need revenge, Alvin Bragg. And you're like, okay. And then like when, when, when DeSantis ran, like everyone said the same thing. They're like, he's working for George Bush. Trump hired like a hundred George Bush guys. Oh, it's different. Why is it different? Cause I like Trump. Okay. DeSantis taking donor money. Trump took hundreds of millions of dollars from donors. It's different. Why? Because I like Trump. He, he's not loyal. Why does he owes? But like Trump's lying about the vaccine. Like, shouldn't DeSantis tell the truth about that? If if Trump's lying about it? No, 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 no. He's disloyal. It's disloyal. It's like everyone just started saying that. And I was like, yo, this is kind of getting weird. Like, I don't know. That's the, that's just what I'm. I noticed and it's like then then everything I say becomes like really and then people like kind of start attacking you because they get conditioned where it's like if you disagree with what I'm saying, you're George Bush. If you disagree with what I'm saying, you're a rhino. Even if you're like and I'm trying to explain it like I'm not saying I trust this 
DeSantis, but it's like you have double standards for him and Trump and you're not being like realistic about your comparisons. And then they're like, you must be a rhino. Like it was almost like talking to a liberal when you knew a liberal and they were best friends with you. And then, and then you're like, Hey, Trump's not that bad. And they're like, I can't be friends with you. I don't want to talk to you. And you're like, are, are you okay? And they're like, Trump. And you're like, I, I'm the same person I was 15 seconds ago. I just, I just think Trump's not that bad. And then, and then like a liberal would like short circuit and they'd be like, Rimmer, NPC. That's like, that's like, in my view, people that listen to Trump and like that stuff the last three years, they're like robots. They have the same, same three talking points. And then when you challenge it, they just short circuit and, and think you're a rhino. And it's like, okay. And then the comparisons start coming out. It always cracks me up where I don't care. Cause like, I've been very, open about my uh journey you know not everyone is born and raised conservative uh, i wasn't raised political at all my my parents never talked about politics democrat republican never not once did they ever try to push politics on me so i really had no idea but anyway it's like people love me and then they'll be like oh well, you like bernie sanders in in 2016 and it's like trump donated to the clinton foundation when he was in his 50s or 60s i liked Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton when I was 25, 26. Like what's what's crazier? Being a Democrat when you're in your 60s and donating to the Clinton Foundation in your 60s or being in your 20s and and having a transition from left to right. You know, I, I'm not above the scrutiny, but it's like you'll hold that against me, but you won't hold it against Trump that he donated to the Clinton Foundation. Like, you know, so it's like the double standards is like the there's no logic in the Trump world with Trump, with other things, everybody's logical, but with him, everyone's dumb. Everyone knows nothing. Everyone doesn't want to connect dots. They want to believe like it just became this like weird circle. And now that it's over, you know, now it's like the, the court case circle. It just never ends. Like I, I don't watch like, let, let me just, I'm just going to look real quick. Cause I don't, I don't really watch political channels. So to be quite frank, I only see like Twitter. I have no idea what people are talking about. Like, let, let me see, like, I'm just going to go to like someone's channel and just like, see what they're talking about. Let's see. I was going to like Tim Pool's channel. I just want to see what he's talking about. Hold on one second. Um, increased cost of water and foods will co will cause crime and fighting to skyrocket the American Civil War was not a real civil war. Illegal immigration is giving Democrat states an advantage in Congress. Uh, Tim Pool shuts down conspiracies about chemtrails in Antarctica. <laughs> like how funny, how funny is that? I'm just looking at his last four videos. So it's like increased food is going to cause crime to skyrocket, scaring the shit out of you. American Civil War was not a real civil war. Tim Pool's favorite topic, making people want to fight in a civil war. Illegal immigration, which is obviously important. And then it's like him shutting down Antarctica and chemtrail conspiracies. He's like, here's what you want, need to hear, patriots. And now I'm going to tell you why chemtrails aren't real and Antarctica is a conspiracy theory. It's like gatekeeping alert. It's like, here's what you want to believe. And now here's why I'm going to tell you that anything further than that's crazy. Like what? What chemtrail conspiracy theory did you shut down? How did you shut it down? You know, I'm not going to watch it. It's just like, it's always like something like that. What do I think of trying to limit our variety in the sense of law of requ uh, cybernetics? I'm not sure, my guy. Sorry, I'm not the right one. I, I, your, your question confused me.
Uh, let me see. I'm like, I, uh, I went over two hours. Darn it. I was trying to keep it under two hours. My bad. I've only made it through the first hour of yesterday's live. Yeah, it's a good time. Honestly, like it's tough because it's smarter to do shorter content in some ways, but honestly, sometimes I do a short video and it only gets a couple thousand views and then I do a long one. It gets like 10,000. So, you know, it's like I, the, the long one people will look after and be like, it's too long. Just watch the first 10 minutes then, you know, cause it's more like I'm live now and people are funneling in and out throughout the day. So it's like, if I go live for two or three hours, it seems insane, but people are watching randomly like at different times. And it, it makes more sense than like just doing a short one. So it's a hard, uh, balance to make because on one hand, yeah, it would make much more sense to like do shorter things, but the long ones actually work better. Sometimes it is fun in my opinion sometimes, but this is what I don't get. If Trump is the real president, why does he allow all this? Uh, QAnon, if you're, uh, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm just going to say it's comedy. So then I could be mean. This is comedy folks. Um, if your IQ is over like 50, and you have even a shred of common sense and critical thinking skills, you could have seen through it at any point. Like when people tried to sell it to me when in 2017, it, like I saw through it immediately. And they were like, well, you, why don't you believe it? Because I'm not five years old. I don't know. Like I have a brain. Like, I, what do you mean? Like, so it's like, it's just gotten dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. Like if you believed QAnon in 2019, it's different than believing QAnon during the lockdown. It's different than getting set up at the Capitol, you thought the elites were going to get arrested and a bunch of Q-tards got arrested. And now like they, they ran out of room because all these Q-tards were telling their audience that, that, uh, you know, Trump would arrest all the pedophiles by 2020. And since he didn't do that, they now had to continue their theory because Trump's out of office by telling people that Trump is secretly still in office, which makes no sense. Cause if Trump's secretly in office, why is the border wide open? QAnon is basically like a, a low IQ funnel where some of the most shameless delusional men on planet earth who could never get famous telling the truth, they just kind of like say what they think and everyone believes it. Like they'll be like, what if the illegals were secretly patriots? And what if the, what if the police in DC were going to arrest the pedophiles? And people are like, that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. You guys are just really stupid. You know, like it doesn't, you just, you just, instead of figuring out the real reason why everything's happening, you just fantasize what you wish was happening. Like, you know, it's like if Trump gets got and doesn't get to be in office and the border's wide open, it's not good. Like, I'm not saying to cry about it every day, but it's objectively horrible that the border's wide open. It's like, a real man closes the border. A real man doesn't say, in my head, Trump's still the president. Like, that's a coward. I have so little respect for Q-tard men who are brainwashing MAGA moms because it's mostly men disseminating the propaganda and it's mostly like old boomer women that are sucking in the information. And it's like the most shameless, disgraceful people where they just don't want to tell these people the truth. It's just like, they just keep them on this little rabbit trail where they're like, nothing bad ever happens. And, you know, it, it would be like, yo, your window's wide open and there's criminals going in the window. And they're like, those criminals are secretly my best friend. No, they just stole your safe. No, they, they're replacing it with a bigger safe. No, no, they just stole all your money. 
they're going to give it back with five times it with Nisera Gisera. Nisera Gisera is going to, the money supply is going to go to the gold and the silver and, and they're going to bring Bitcoins back to my house. No, they're, they're not going to do that. You should stop them. I don't want to stop them. I believe in them. Okay, but they just slapped your wife. Oh, well, no, that they were just massaging her face for Trump. It's like, this is what these people are basically doing. It's like, instead of being realistic about what's what's going on, being optimistic, but strong and like, you know, telling the truth of their audience, they're literally just like fantasizing complete fabricated lies. Like, you know, a, a real man, even I have more respect for people who say, uh, you know, Trump got cheated and he should be the president. That makes much more sense than Trump secretly is the president now. That makes no sense. Yet these con artists keep saying it and MAGA moms keep listening. It's absolutely insane. I get why people fell for the first three years. Once the lockdown happened, you thought lockdowns were good and then you realized they were bad and you thought the elites were going to get arrested, but Q-tards got arrested and set up by the feds. Like, like you never learn. Like, like I think the average IQ of like QAnon supporters at first was probably like 90. And then after like three years, it was probably like 70. And then after the Capitol event, it was probably like 60. And now the average IQ has to be like 30, you know, or they're just preying on intelligent, naive boomers who just don't understand the internet and how things work. I'm not really sure, but it's like at how it even even half an ounce of an IQ point could be like, there's no way Trump's the president right now. If he was the president and he's a good guy, why, <laughs> why is the border wide open? You know, like if he was secretly the president running the corporation that is America, he could close the border, but he can't because he's not the president. He, he Trump didn't hire Mallorcas. Trump didn't hire Merrick Garland. Biden hired Merrick Garland. It's not ideal, but it happened. And it's like the Republicans are so embarrassing. And then they're just yelling their fantasies on Twitter. They're like, arrest all my enemies now. It's like a kid being like, mommy, I want applesauce. It's, it's like, uh, wait 10 minutes, Billy. The election's in November. But, you know, like, go get your guy back in office and then maybe you could get a wall. Like, what is fantasizing that he's secretly the president going to do? Like, these people are literally insane. Uh, it's just so weird. Someone said massaging her face for Trump, bro. LOL. Thanks. I like, dude, it's like the ultimate cope. You know, imagine if you had a husband and you were like, hey, there's a leak in our ceiling. And your husband was like, instead of fixing it, what if we just pretended the leak was was secretly a waterfall of, of Ponce de Leon's like fountain of youth? Could you imagine having such a pathetic coward as a husband? Like, that's not a leak, baby. That's a waterfall. We, uh, that water is going to make us live forever. And then you're like, that's insane. You're pathetic. And then he's like, are you pessimistic? Why are you so black-pilled, babe? Why are you so black-pilled? Why don't you want to believe this is a waterfall? And it's like, because it's not. And and you you sound like a like a pathetic child. Oh, you just hate Trump. Oh, you're with the Dem Oh, you're with Chrissy Teigen. Oh, my gosh. You're working with the deep state. Oh, you want them to win. That's QAnon. Like it's it's pretending a leak in your house is a secret waterfall that you just want to like cover your face. Like these these men are so pathetic. It's insane. Either they're really 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 pathetic, or they're really 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 stupid. There's no other option. Like, and the people who believe this, it's like, why? I don't un I don't understand. Like.
And then they'll say like, it's always like, oh, Anomaly doesn't want all this to happen. It's like, no, I, it's just not ha like, I don't know. It doesn't mean my life's miserable. I'm very optimistic, but my optimism and my passion and my, my belief in America, it doesn't come in pathologically lying to myself because I'm too weak and pathetic to face reality. My optimism comes in belief of myself and faith in God and belief that when tough times come, I'll be able to handle it. That's where my faith and optimism comes from. My life is good. You know, I try to appreciate what I've gotten and be so grateful for everything that I've achieved. That's where my optimism comes from. I'm super optimistic. My optimism doesn't come from pathologically lying and telling a bunch of women that Trump is secretly in a submarine in office and, you know, the border wall. Like, that's insane. These people are so such losers. Like, the people that are, like, giving the info out. But the, millions of people believe this. And nobody corrects them because... Honestly, if you don't have all these fake made up stories, it's kind of tough to really be that pumped about Trump at this point. He's better than Biden, but like, and he'll build a wall and, and his foreign policy is good. So like, there are things to be pumped about Trump over, but like, you know, when you look at what he really did, it's easier to just pathologically lie to yourself and hallucinate the perfect reality. You know, it's it, like that. That's uh, it's it's so fascinating to me that people are still into it and it's so popular. And I personally think that a lot of people doing it, they're stuck. Like there, you know, there there's been a few like defectors where like guys who have woken up and they've stopped doing it. I think Tracy Beans is one of them. I think uh, that I don't I don't even see him anymore. But like educating liberals was one of them. He was super conservative, and then he became a Q-tard. And he became insane during COVID and then he snapped out of it and he probably doesn't have an audience anymore. I don't even know if he does videos. Tracy Bean, she was super cute out of her mind and she became a DeSantis supporter and a little more logical. And, you know, it's like you you can do it, but it's uh, it's hard to do when your whole audience wants Q information. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a few of these Q people where they probably know it's not true, but they're like, what do I want to get a real job? No, I just keep fooling Magamoms like, you know. I used to debate with them on Twitter, like this one guy, like Vincent Kennedy or something. I don't remember what his name was. And like, I would have like logical debates and, and, and I would say something and he would say something and I would say something, and he would say something and I would say something. And then he'd be like, but we're screwed. We have no hope if not that. And I'm like, how is lying to women and, and like pathologically confusing MAGA moms going to save the country? And he's like, but I have no hope if not that, then you're a loser, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like, you have no hope if that, like, People, this is so annoying too to me. Guys, you didn't even know Trump was going to run for office before 2015. Now your whole hope for America relies on him. He's 77 years old. Like at a certain point, whether it's now in a year, five years, like you guys are going to have to move on and find a new leader. And if you can't, like there, there's a lot of people out there that you can help elevate, but like, like people have no hope besides Donald Trump. It's really sad. It's like, if he doesn't do it, we have nothing. Why is that true? Like, you know, like no one, like it's, there's been 50 presidents. There's going to be more. There's going to be different leaders. Like you gotta, you gotta like eventually get over it. You it's, it's a very, I talked about this a while ago, but it's a very selfish people are saying they're loyal, but they're really selfish. It's like, I'm so loyal. No, you just don't have an identity and you have no personality and hitching your wagon to Trump's identity makes you, you gives you self-worth and importance. And you're frightened of the day that you can't latch your entire wagon onto Trump 
So instead of being realistic about what's going on and still supporting him, you're hitching it all to it because you're frightened of the day that your life has to stop revolving around him. And that's what millions of people are doing. They're living vicariously through him because they're afraid to beat themselves. They're living vicariously through him because they're afraid to face reality. And they're saying they're loyal, but they're really coward and disloyal to their country. You know, it's like they don't, there's a lot of influencers like that. There's very intelligent people out there. There's people that will have a career without one. You know, I think Candace Owens will always have a career. I think Patrick Bad David has done a great job of doing different types of interviews where he's not completely reliant on the Trump economy, although he definitely uh, cashes out on that. But like, you know, a lot of these other like Trump worshipers, they don't, they're not going to make it in three years. They don't have a personality. They have no identity. They have no redeeming qualities. All they have is their loyalty to Trump. And there's a lot of money in that. So it's like, they're not being loyal out of like this really nice thing that they're doing. They're horrified of the day that they can't sell Trump shirts. They're horrified of the day that, you know, they have to grow up and stop wearing diapers and, and, and like find a new leader or someone to like, you know, elevate in politics. Like they don't, they, they don't want to face that day. So they're milking him for as much as he's worth. And the thing is, it's like, they're, they're, they're doing similar stuff to the Biden where it's like, you know, he's better. Trump is better than Biden. But if Trump really cared about the country, I think he would have found somebody that could uphold the values that he failed to uphold his first four years and threw a support behind them because he's going to be 81 in his second term. It's not easy to walk and talk and like, dude, I'm 34 and I'm exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I need like working out. I have a lot of energy and stuff, but like I get tired when I do like two days of conferences. If I go to a conference and I meet hundreds of people and take pictures and speak and stuff, I want to just go home and hibernate for like two days. You know, I don't know if that's healthy, but I'm just like, all right, that's enough people for a long time. Trump is talking every day, all the time, hanging out with people. He's incredible. The fact that he's able to do it is fantastic. Biden even is impressive. The fact that he doesn't fall over. He's 81. I'm not saying he's impressive for 60, but 81. Biden's impressive. 77, Trump is extraordinarily impressive, but he's going to, it's like saying your UFC fighter is going to be good when he's 55. He's not. He's going to suck when he's 45. He's going to suck when he's 40. You're lucky if he's good at 40. Like that's politics. You can't, you can't be a functional, amazing human at like 81. It's just not possible to be that as good as you were when you were 70. Like, but Republicans don't want to believe that because it's like, as long as you just look at the other side and like this country is going to figure out eventually, like these things are going to happen and everyone's going to be like, damn, like that was okay. You know, but at, while Trump is there, I think everyone's trying to just milk him for as much as he's worth. And, you know, in three years, you're going to, you're going to see, I think at this rate, I think Candace Owens will be re really relevant. You know, Charlie Kirk may be relevant because he has an organization behind him. I think Patrick Bet David will be relevant because he likes to interview different people outside of politics and that other people don't think of interviewing. But I would say like 80% of these Trump worshiping like uh, professional activists will be careerless, you know? And I think they're afraid of that. So they're just like, it's like a EDM festival that they just don't want to end. And it's kind of selfish. It's like, all right, vote for him, like him, but I don't see it. Um, 
Someone said, I think there should be many presidents over territories close to where they have reps and decide what's good for everyone. What do you think with like, because, you know, there's there's a libertarian and an argument, like a government argument over two things, like term limits and uh, food quality. Some people will say we should have term limits. I say, I don't think term limits is really going to help us. Uh, at the same time, it's okay. I'm not against term limits. It's just like, why are people voting for these people? Is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez better than Nancy Pelosi? She's young. Is she? Who, who would you rather? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or, or Dianne Feinstein? It's like, I don't know. Neither. You know, it doesn't, it's not, they're not, the young liberals are in some ways even crazier than the older ones. In some ways they're slightly better, but mostly not. Same thing with like food. It's like, should the government ba ban chemicals and additives? I think they should. I'm not a libertarian. I'm partially libertarian, but I do believe the government should function morally. And I'm not one of these people that thinks that I'm not an anarchist. It's like, do you notice with anarchists, you very rarely find an anarchist who would win an anarchy. Like it's, it's usually someone that's really like shriveled up and scrawny, not all the time, but like 99% of them, they're like, I don't believe in any laws. And I'm like, bro, your ass is grass. If, if this, if there were no laws, you're losing everything. You're losing your house. You're losing your car. Like you're going to get conquered. You're, you're not Genghis Khan. You're like, you're like shrimp, shrimp Khan. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not the baddest boy on the block. So like, you're not, you benefit from not having anarchy. Like anarchy would benefit like Genghis Khan, some savage that just could just beat everybody at everything and just like, you know, conquer everyone. Uh, with that being said, I'm not an anarchist or full-blown libertarian. I do believe the government should put thou shall not steal, thou shall not murder. They should use their resources to help people if they're going to exist at all. And uh, I believe that food additives should be banned. I mean, I, you know, like food is food. Um, I think it should be looked at and, and studied, but like uh, we're, I don't think artificial dye should be legal. I don't think that um, chemical, like I think we should make the government and should make an effort to ban everything that's like just toxic and hurting everybody. With that being said, you know, it's the same as term limits with our responsibility. It doesn't have to be that way. It could be that way, but it's not that way. So let's be realistic. So what do we do? We got to care enough. And then, you know, if you care enough to not elect a 77 and an 81 year old, then you won't. But Biden's the president and people elected Trump. So they wanted old guys, you know, that they, they wanted like term limits. Don't people want the old person in Congress? I don't know why, but it, it just keeps happening. So there's two ways to do it. Uh, neither one's happening. With that being said, I did find out that I said yesterday, and this is going to shock people, but it's just true, and I'm not afraid to report it. Gavin Newsom, who I do believe is one of the worst governors in the country, he banned food additives in California that I've been complaining about for years. I posted it on Facebook. Here's a little side-by-side. -side. I posted Trump's sneakers, and it got 600 comments. I posted... Gavin Newsom banning food additives, it got 100 comments. People want to talk about sneakers more than they want to talk about the quality of their food. I'm not mad at it. It's not necessarily correlation is not causation, but it's like, why did Gavin Newsom ban food additives beside before Republicans? And if you look at Republicans, this is what people don't want to realize. They don't give a shit about you. I'm not saying Gavin Newsom does, but that was an ethical thing that he did. Um, what's the North Dakota Republican that everyone's slobbering over now, Burgum. 
he's doing meetings with Bill Gates. He's taking money from Bill Gates. You think, I wonder what he's going to do in North Dakota. We'll see. Um, Republicans don't care about you. They're selling you out to everybody. Pfizer did a deal with the Republicans of Kentucky. So it's like Republicans don't realize that their governors don't care at all, like about them, like at all. They, they will sell you out to the pharmaceutical industry just as fast as liberals will. And it's up to people to notice this, to, to fix it. But isn't that interesting? I'll read the Gavin Newsom thing real quick. Gavin Newsom bans food additives. So if you buy uh, Skittles, if you buy Skittles in Europe, it's not as disgusting and unhealthy as Skittles in America. So California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill banning the use of four common food additives linked to health problems. The new This was in 2023, November. The new law makes California the first state in the nation to outlaw chemicals that are allowed by the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, let me read the ones that they are. Red dye number three, an artificial food coloring used in some pink and red confections, baked goods, candies, frostings, icing, cereals, and beverages. Brominated vegetable oil, which is used in some citrus-flavored beverages, sodas, sports drinks, to keep the flavor from floating to the top. Potassium bromate, which is used in some reflined flowers to make them rise in an impart in light text, uh, fluffy texture. Propyl paraben, which is used in some baked goods and as a preservative to reduce microbial growth and enhance shelf life. I mean, honestly, Gavin Newsom with those four things, which are all disgusting, which should be removed from food, he did more for the health of his people than really Trump did. You know, it's like Trump doesn't give a shit. Republicans don't give a shit. I'm not voting for Gavin Newsom. I think he's one of the worst governors in the country, and this doesn't excuse the rest of his record. But why is he doing that? Why, why are we, you know, why does no one care? I'm, I'm going to make an Instagram reel about it and everyone's going to yell at me. They're going to be like, oh, you like him? No, I'm just saying that's, I, I've, I've, I've begged for that for four years. It's like with a, with a liberal, they cry about prison reform. Trump does prison reform and they, they don't give them any credit. I've been talking about that for at least three years now and he just did it, you know? Now, when I go and eat stuff in California, it's not going to have brominated vegetable oil in it. That's healthier for me. It's not going to have red dye. That, that's healthier for me. All these things. And you know what Skittle's going to do? And, and Lay's and all these other companies or whoever, they're going to change the ingredients to make them healthier. And they're still going to sell in California. That's good. Like Skittles, they don't need red dye. You, you think you need to get diseases because they needed a certain color artificially? It's disgusting. They're feeding people disgusting, toxic stuff that they know is horrific. And in other countries, they don't even sell it. They all change their entire ingredient list in Europe. They all change their entire, and they sell it to Japan. They have better products in their warehouses today. They just give them, like if, if, if America was a cattle farm and a pig farm. We're the most disgusting pigs. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I like myself. I like my country. It's just like, here, this one gets grass fed. This one gets grain fed. You know, this one gets carrots. These ones get just shit. We're just going to make feed. That's what America is to, to, to these companies. Skittle gives different Skittles to the other country. McDonald's gives other countries. And these are American companies in most parts. And they're feeding us the lowest of the low. You know, when you go buy grass-fed beef, it, it, it costs more. You buy GMO shit beef, you can get it for two bucks. That's America. That's Americans. They're feeding us shit and no one cares because they just like Trump or they hate Trump or whatever. 
and Gavin Newsom's the one to ban it? This is why I actually don't even care that much about this next election. I want the border secured, but I actually think the border will get secured probably because at a certain point, the demand is just going to be so high in my view. I mean, I hope I, I, I do kind of hope Trump wins, but at the same time, it's like both parties suck and both parties do some good stuff. Like to me, as disgusting and disgraceful and horrible that Gavin Newsom does, banning four toxic food ingredients is is very heroic meanwhile the north dakota republican is doing meetings with bill gates and you know trump's calling him ultra maga or J jason miller's like the maga avengers uh. it's like republicans are so gross and so are democrats it's just like I could get raw milk in California. You can't get it in a lot of Republican and Democrat states. Now I'm not going to have to eat shitty stuff. I mean, it's not bad. Now they've got to just crack down on crime. What if the, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do this, but what if the Democratic Party just stopped being so crazy? They could win the uh, every election from here on out if they were just like, all right, we'll crack down on crime. We'll, we'll close the border. Like, cause the Republican party doesn't really do anything. It's like, they're just not the Democrat party. Like the reason that I would vote for Trump is like, close the border, maybe end the war in Ukraine. Maybe, you know, like that's really it. Like what, uh, get some Supreme court judges who don't suck. That's important. Attorney general. Who's not this guy. That's yeah. You know, I like Trump more than Democrats, but if Democrats just pivoted a little bit, they could just win. Like, cause they're the they're the party of crime. They're the party of just like no rules and being like weird. Like, why are they doing that? I don't get it. Like, it doesn't. I mean, I, I do get it, but. But I'm going to end on this note. RFK is is sucking up millions, if not tens of millions of votes, many of which who would vote for Trump if they felt like he was going to do something for the food supply many of which who did vote for Trump multiple times, and they just feel uninspired by Trump's message because if you go through Trump's last 20, 30 videos, it's mostly just him talking about his court cases, which is fine, but we're talking about Nikki Haley. There's no message of like, I'm going to clean the food supply. I'm going to do this. I like all these things that I like. It's it's just like, I deserve it. I'm getting in trouble. I, I'm my, my business was perfect. It's like, if you want Trump to win, try to put a little pressure on his team to, to put out compelling content and make people believe that he's going to do something. Cause I think a lot of people are tapped out and I'm probably going to vote for Trump, but I, I want to let it play out. Let's see if RFK gets on the stage. Let's see what Trump does. Like what if it came down to, uh, I'm just going to ask you guys real quick. What if it came down to Trump versus RFK? This doesn't exist, but it's only Trump and RFK. Trump's on stage. He's going to close the border. RFK says he's going to close the border. They have similar foreign policy. Almost Actually, RFK almost has identical foreign policy than Trump. But you could say you like Trump or whatever. Um, they're both... I don't want to get into it, but they have similar foreign policy. But trump just kept like hawking vaccines and saying his vaccines were awesome and and rfk is talking about the food supply are you going in there and voting for trump because you want conservative judges and, and you like trump better and you trust him or are you voting for rfk because he says he's going to clean the food supply if it came down to that 
I I would I would probably vote for RFK. Maybe I don't know. They 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 both are very similar, but it's like I think this topic's getting super important to people. Maybe I'm overlooking it, but someone said the election is fake, possibly. Someone said truth is law. RFK all the way. No Trump. I think he's kind of slipping on this one. I can't believe Gavin Newsom is is the one who did this. So, you know, that's the type of stuff that just makes you like, just think politics is all a joke. Cause it's like Bill Clinton did the three strike thing. Bill Clinton cracked down on crime. America was safe. Republicans complain about it. They call him a racist. You three strikes is racist. You hate black people. And then like now they also complain about Democrats not cracking. Like, wouldn't you want Bill Clinton to do a three strike policy? What do you want? A 20 strike policy? What, what do you want people to get out after they just rob a Gucci store? Like, Republicans don't even make sense. They like complain about Bill Clinton and call him racist, yet they beg for that exact strategy back while crying about it. The Democrats are just insane, but they're banning food additives in some states. Republicans are like anti-mandate, but they suck up to big four. It's like everything's just like a clown show. They, you know, it's just hard to it's just hard to care about the Democrats at all. I mean, I, I appreciate that Gavin Newsom did that, but they're so fake and dumb about every topic. It's it's hard to get into like a Democrat, unless it's RFK who's like authentic. Everyone else is just like a, a joke. Do they have to lie or something? I don't get it. Like, do you have to lie to be a Democrat? Like you, you, you have to just like play stupid and pretend. I don't know, but I don't know. People are talking about Aleister Crowley in the comments and arguing over him, but I, I missed that whole argument, but good luck. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. I'm, I got to do a shorter stream. I meant to do this one shorter, but it is enjoyable to answer questions and chat and stuff. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I have some short videos I've been meaning to edit and put out, so I might do that. Thank you guys for being here. And real quick, I just want to let you guys know I, I ramped up the sale real quick because I really want to... Hold on. Let me just put all my hats on and then I'll tell you. Hold on one second. I got one hat on for those listening to the podcast. Now I have two hats on. I'm stacking them up. Hold on. I got more hats. I Here. Let me get another hat on. Hold on a second. One, two... Three hat stack. This is called the triple stack. I'm just kidding. Don't don't do this. If you leave your house like this, it's kind of weird. I recommend not doing this. I just think it's funny. Okay. So I'm trying to like center it a little bit. All right. Well, that's oh well. I'm not gonna center it. So there's a, a sale on my website. I'm just letting y'all know real quick. There's 10% off now. So I'm doing multiple things and I'll tell you why I'm doing it. 10% all off with the code FEB only, all one word, F-E-B-O-N-L-Y, because it ends on March 1st. So that's 10% off the whole website. Also, there. thank you for the super chat, Andy. I appreciate it. Um, I like foreign currency, even though I joke about it. I'll take anything. They'll, they'll translate to US dollar to me. But 10% off with that code. Also, if you buy two beanies, you get a black beanie free. If you buy a sweatshirt, you get a black beanie free. If you get over $100, you get a black beanie free. You get a sticker with every purchase. It's a vinyl sticker. It's like a nice one. It's not a cheap sticker. Um, also, I'm giving away two signed hats, regular hats, not these type of hats. One to the biggest purchase of the month. Also, another one to anyone random. Even if you just buy a small thing, you have a chance to win a free signed hat at the end of the shirt. The reason I'm doing more sales now is because we've already sold out of like half the stuff. There's no white hats. There's A lot of the tank tops are sold out. A lot of the certain sweatshirt designs are sold out. Um, some of the shirts are sold out. The blue beanies, I think there's only like a couple dozen left. Like I'm almost 
I'm almost sold out of everything. Like there's not that much stuff left. So I just want to sell out everything since it's almost all sold out anyway. And then I'm going to start fresh and I'm just going to have a whole new concept. Although I'm proud of the merch we had. It's cool. It's just, you know, a real serious shop doesn't just have the same things all the time. And I've had the same things for a while. I like them. I like wearing them. I get compliments on them. Everybody seems to like the stuff. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, you know, how long am I going to just have the same stuff all the time? It's time to get into more products. I want to have a healthy shop that has more than just clothes. So that's my solution is I'm trying to sell out of everything that's not sold out and then just completely launch a new season in spring and summer with some cool stuff. So, and I obviously like, you know, not everybody likes the God bless or God is great message, although it is what it is. I've read that a lot. Some people are like, I don't want to wear that message, but if you do like God, um, it's a the hat and the sweatshirt like people are always complimenting me like anytime i'm walking like old ladies will be like god is great you know and then i have a conversation so it's like it's such a good vibe uh no joke i've i wear a lot of different stuff but i've gotten complimented on my god is great and god bless merch more than anything and i always like i have to tell people like i made it you know because it's like oh that's mine thank you appreciate it um it's good stuff so 10 percent off with feb only code Free black beanies. The black beanies, by the way, are twenty nine ninety nine. So those are those are free with every two beanie purchases. Those are free with every sweatshirt purchase. Every hundred dollar purchase gets a free beanie as well. Everyone gets a free vinyl sticker. Ten percent off everything. All the all the orders. And then also two signed hats are going to get given out at, at the end of the month. One to the biggest purchase. One to just any purchase. I'm gonna honestly, what I'm gonna do is I'm either gonna close my eyes and pick one. Or I'm going to just line up numbers based on the ordered numbers and then just like pick one out of a hat or something. So it's going to be totally fair. Um, yeah, I appreciate the support. It's been great. People love the merch. And uh, I'm trying to do a blowout bonanza sellout. That's that's my uh, not selling out, but just selling out of the merch. And all the stuff in the shop right now is made in the USA. So everything currently is made in the USA, the hats, the beanies. I think half my, let me, let me just go real quick. Hold on. Dreamrare.com. D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E. Let me look on my website. What's sold out. So right now the is thinking illegal yet black tank tops are sold out. The dream rare hoodies, uh, they're almost all sold out except for XXL and three XL. So some, someone was asking me, they're like, do you have three XL? I'm a big boy. And I was like, the dream rare hoodies, they're sold out as small. They're sold out of medium. They're sold out of large. They're sold out of extra large. And only XXL and 3XL is the only ones left. So if you're if you're big and, you, and you're looking for that, th that's almost completely sold out. Um, the green Dream Rare limited edition hat is sold out. The pink God Bless hat is sold out. The white classic God Bless hat is sold out. Blue beanies are almost sold out. Um, all the shirts and stuff probably only have like 20 or so left. I have a lot of black beanies. That's why I'm giving them away for free. Cause I bought a bunch, but, uh, besides that, everything's almost sold out. And even those like they'll, they'll go eventually. So that's the goal. Trying to sell everything out. That's why I'm doing the 10% sale Feb only get yourself a free beanie while they last. And, uh, yeah, everything's at least until February 1st. And then we'll see where we're at from there. Someone said I have the white and green hats. I'm pumped about the next stage of the the shop. I like everything, obviously, but um, I've always had like bigger plans and dreams. It's just the bigger you dream, the harder it is to get stuff together. Like I'm, you know, I got a lot going on, so I'm, there's a lot of things I want to do, but I'm I'm, I'm going to execute on my shop, and I'm going to have different products and stuff. And my goal is to have 
healthy stuff, uh, you know, that's, that's the ultimate goal is like just good stuff. That's good for you. And, and better than like a lot of stuff in the store. Uh, let's see, let's see how we do. So appreciate you guys. Dreamrare.com, D-R-E-A-M-R-A-R-E. Use the code, excuse me, the code Feb only. Thank you for being here. I'm probably going to just do a short video tomorrow and take off. I know I said that today, but I lied. Uh, yeah. Appreciate you guys. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. It's annoying, so I don't do it. Stay in touch with me.com. It helps me take back some power away.